0: Light studio, and I always say, with no disrespect to the masses, when we bring when we have a full studio here, we always have a better show when there's less people in here. I will say that I would agree. It's just bizarre. I don't
1: know. It's just it's just a little more uh, well organized and well run. With yeah, less we people. have
0: a, we it. have a cozy we have a cozy four in here today on December first, and somehow it's December first, and I woke up this morning. And I looked out the window and as I wiped the crust out of my eyes and <laughs> I go, wow, there's snow on the ground. There's a dusting. Well, at first I thought it was just a massive amount of dew on the ground, but it is snow. We do have snow again. It was bizarre how we got that first snowfall in the middle of November. Yes, right. And it was just free- freezing cold. We had a lot of snow too. We did. Uh, and then it was just nothing and now we have snow again. So it's officially December 1st. We're rolling here. We're missing Julian. But Trent, I am I'm, I'm confident that you can fill in and fill the shoes today.
1: Hey, I'm very excited to be here. Thanks for good. thanks for asking me to step up. Good. I'm happy to hear that. And Julian, I hope you're having a fantastic time with the with the Mitchell gang. And and by the way, I hope everyone else had a good Thanksgiving too. Yeah, let's talk about that. How can, was it,
0: how was everyone's Thanksgiving? How was your Thanksgiving My Trent? Thanksgiving
1: was solid. Um I, I I watched the Lions with positivity. <laughs> of course, that's about right? all you yeah, can yeah, ask at this point. But it was great. It was great to see the family. It's a lot good. of good food. Uh, Ate too much, as always, of course. Of Black
0: Friday shopping, got a lot of stuff. How many people were at your Thanksgiving dinner?
1: 64. Stop. Is that Stop. A, this is, this is, that's a lot. What do you, you know that's a lot. I, I, well, I know question it's, it's a lot. That. It's not like a ton. 64 yeah. people. where did so you go? My, would you, my did grandma you run out is of a, one of five siblings. So like okay. we all go and we we do it every other year. So there's an off year where we go to my dad's side okay. and everyone goes to their opposite side and then they come back every other year.
0: Where do you host this? At like a Walmart warehouse? Like a church. Like a Costco? No, okay, no, no, to, no. We get, to yeah. <laughs> we get a church. Yeah. We get a church. So do you do you know all sixty four people or sixty three, yes. I guess? Yep, I know very well.
1: I, I am I I would say I'm I know fifty of them pretty well. And, so you're and, close with fifty of them. Yeah. I would say. I, don't I know.
0: mean you had to have enough food. I mean you that you could have cured world hunger, but you well, guys yeah, ate it, it for like, Thanksgiving instead. A little selfish if you ask me, but well, understandable. I, I understand.
1: How 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 many people are at the Rabinowitz family gathering? Uh five. Oh, is it just your people? family?
0: It was just it was me, my mom, my dad, and my little brother, and then my my grandma came over. Oh, so we well, always that's have excellent. a we always have a very small Thanksgiving, which I always see people on Snapchat that have, you know, the big elaborate meals and they got tons of family there. And you know, there's there's times where I'm I'm envious, but you know, you, you obviously you enjoy the time with your family no matter what. And I got I have family in Chicago. My uncle lives out in Arizona, we have people all over the map and it's kinda hard to get everyone together. Um, but whatever, we had fun. the food was good. I'll tell you what my favorite food this year that my mom made was this sweet potato. I don't want to call it a casserole because that has a negative connotation to it. had some pecans and cinnamon on top, and I not a big sweet potato- sweet potatoes kinda creep me out. I just yeah, think I potatoes, don't really know what it is I think potatoes should be potatoes and i don't really buy into the sweet potato hype yeah i don't really know what i they don't are. i don't hate They're it. also very funky colors right like the orange kind of grosses yeah. me out but i i don't like turkey i said this last week my mom tried my mom's a great cook i'm very fortunate enough to have a have a mother that, that has some incredible cooking skills we just never get the turkey right and everyone else liked the turkey i just <laughs> i don't i just a gross bird it's a it's unfortunate that the pilgrims when they came over on the mayflower yeah they were like they're like what should we eat tonight and yeah, everyone they, they decided just... on turkey they, they couldn't <laughs> have decided on like i don't know filet mignon or a pizza
2: it was well, a turkey well your your mom is if she's listening to this she's absolutely offended no she, you no, just, no, said, just yeah, 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 you have yeah, offended yeah, your mom. You, you've definitely offended the way you <laughs> said that like, like, i don't know what happened great cook you prefaced everything but the turkey stunk. That's what you basically I, just but said. But
0: everyone, everyone else liked the turkey, and everyone was saying how moist it was. I don't think there's ever been a moist. Moist and turkey don't go together. But, no, well, is this
2: a weird thing? I don't get the difference between like dry, like when a food's, people are like, oh, it's
1: okay. really dry. I'll, I'll give it to like, you. There's, there's a couple things that are much better moist than dry cupcakes, and, yes. and, and, and what's turkey... wrong with you? How do you not understand what dry food No, do? Here's the but, thing. But turkey in it, general. It's yeah. just kind of dry, don't you think so? It's a gross if, burn. if you have the dark meat, it's not. It's a little juicy. There's there's some juice, but uh, yeah. like a, a like light meat turkey, you just carve it up. It's it's not. I uh, personally, it's not my favorite.
2: But cupcakes have to be moist. I've never heard of that. Don't don't dry a but dry, but dry cupcake would be like
0: cornbread. Cornbread's good, but it's not a cupcake. You're no, just okay. you're completely
2: you're you're missing. Okay, I, okay I'm all I'm off. Cupcakes how gotta is, have a little. How was your Thanksgiving? How was oh, your Thanksgiving? Oh, it was fantastic. Had my mom's side of the family over. Had a great time. Watched the Lions. Believed in David Blau for half a half. Dude, best quarterback
0: in the league for two possessions. When when
2: Kenny Galladay scored, I was like, "Um, wait, did we stumble upon the next Drew Brees? And then I (laughs) I came back to real life after like two plays. But great Thanksgiving. Had all the people over from my mom's family. Well, good. Yeah. Had some good mac and cheese, good turkey, great food way too many desserts my mom made like 10 desserts after making like a billion like different like food items i'm like mom no one's gonna eat all this
0: i so want that's
1: about 10 too few. Yeah, need to few i know
2: i need to mention
0: too get this and i get my grandmother was my grandma by the way i don't know how old she is i'm not going to put her on on the on last year she's but she's she's in great shape for for being as old as she is just mentally there physically there looks great beautiful woman But so she's not like one of those grandparents that you need to eat dinner early for. We, my mom served dinner going into the fourth quarter of the Lions game. It's not that late. What do you mean? It's it's early. No, yeah, that is. And I'm just I'm saying like it's it's not like we had to accommodate for my grandma. Like my okay, we have to eat at one p.m. today because grandma's got to be in bed by four. We I, like it was it was unbelievable. The game was like tied going into the fourth quarter. Yep. I'm going to go, time to eat. I'm going, go, you got to be kidding me. Like what, what am I supposed to do? Cuz my our, our dining rooms in a different room with no TV. It was odd, it was it was uh, insane. I see. It was like we were at like Shady Acres retirement home.
2: Like, we were like serving like the Thanksgiving <laughs> meal there. I will say this, people celebrate Thanksgiving dinner at all different times. Yeah. Like all yeah. different times. Yeah. It's like oh like the Lions game starting. We just finished dinner. I was like, "What? <laughs> I don't like, know." Why about he- no, People do that. <laughs> no, people no. Sometimes
1: I'll, I'll say this when it, when it's my dad's side year. Usually, it's like we're done at like one. That's out of control. I, now, know, I mean, not not, do, not it's done, but What do you like, eat for
0: dinner? What do you eat for dinner then? That's you, you, you eat all day.
1: It's like an all day affair.
2: I will. I I I actually don't hate that. Yeah. Like you get the you get the meal, and then you're like. At the rest of the day, you're letting your body digest, and then you're just like, "No know what? just keep going back in there. Maybe I'll get some more stuffing. Yeah.
0: yeah. No, I had I had my first plate was done between 3 and 3.30, and then I left it there for a second. When I came back, the jello had dripped into, like, the mashed potatoes and the turkey, and it was just a mess. <laughs> what color? The heat, red, cherry. Oh, okay. It was just a mess. And then I took my nap before the Cowboys game even started, woke up halfway through, another plate, another nap, and then a late-night plate at, like, 10 o'clock. So I am I So hungry. I got to right work. I I got to this work. all sounds incredible. Yeah. Thanksgiving Stunning. food is Thanksgiving food is very overrated. Don't that's, don't get it twisted. It's it, there's a reason true. why oh. you only eat it once a year.
1: I, I kind of no. understand what you're saying. Uh, no, you, in a crazy no. way. I know what you're saying as well though, because you get the a, mashed
2: potatoes, you get the stuffing, you get the mac and cheese. You could eat those all year around. We just choose not to. I mean, I eat mac there's and cheese reason. all year around.
0: There's a reason. Well, everyone does. I'm, but I. Either way, but it is now December first. Yeah, so we have to flip pay, the switch. Time to pay rent. How I, I do have to pay rent today? Don't let me forget that. I, time don't, to I, pay I, rent. I tried to do it yesterday and I completely forgot. So how how soon do you flip the switch after Thanksgiving where it's like your full bore Christmas?
1: I flipped right it. now. Yeah. Right yep. now, I mean, yeah. it's usually like <laughs> Thanksgiving weekend. You're still home for Thanksgiving, so it's kind of like that. But once you're like out of that weekend, it's Christmas time.
2: Once you get back to school, it's like okay, time to flip the Michael Bublé Christmas album. Yes, on yeah. When yes. you're walking, mistletoe to class. by
0: Justin Bieber,
2: First one of small, Julian's favorites. Justin Bieber's Christmas album is one of the most underrated albums of the last it's fifteen solid. years. It's solid. so it's a gener- good. Generational, no. Generational I, I'm album. just
0: gonna uh,
1: generational
2: this- talent. Yeah, don't I know, I know that. I no know
1: Christmas that. albums better than the Jackson Five, though. I can say that with all all the, on the ones. All my chips on the table. That's the Stevie
2: Wonder one's pretty fire too.
1: Solid, dude.
0: That's fair. Well, I'm I'm ready to go. I'm yeah. excited for Christmas. Now. Merry Christmas to you guys. I Good always. Morning. Yeah, you too. Merry Christmas. Happy Hanukkah. Happy holidays. Kwanzaa. Uh, whatever you, you celebrate. You just them all. i think i got them um i i will say too i think the transition period to christmas for me is the first time i go to starbucks post thanksgiving and it's no longer the pumpkin spice latte it's the peppermint mocha that's how you know which one's better Peppermint mocha. Okay. Okay. I would it I guess It feels like Christmas. So. It tastes like Christmas. So. Anyway, should we talk about sports We today? should. We should
1: probably do we that. We
0: always do this, but the banter is fun. A uh, lot to do today, folks. We have Michigan State football to kick it off and their win against Maryland yesterday. Michigan State basketball. We'll go to a quick break after that. We have women's basketball with Nathan Stearns. He will join us to talk some bigger college football stories as well. Uh, we will then do our Sparty Awards. Our Sparty Awards this week, worst college visitors. Those friends that come up, they may not even be your friends. But they come up and they're just horrible. And it's a terrible experience all around. What do those people look like? Should be a good one. Uh, And then we'll move into some NFL stuff. Uh, We never really talk about the NFL. We just do the picks because we're always crunched for time. But we'll try to get some NFL dialogue in there if you want to join the show today uh, call us at 517-432-3893. I can't promise you we'll answer because we're still trying to figure out the phone, but you can call us anyway. We'll try our best. Uh, text us if you want five one seven eight eight four eight nine eight nine or you can tweet us during the show at WDBM Sports using the hashtag GWReport. We will move in now to Michigan State football. I was there yesterday my first time my first and last yes. time covering a game. Uh, with Ryan Collins. Nathan Excellent Stearns, coverage. Excellent Luke coverage. Sloan, Alex McRae. It was a blast. I rolled into the press box. I had no idea what to expect. And I thought we were going to be sitting in like some corner somewhere, in like a supply closet, like a little radio we were listening to the game on. I had no idea what to expect. And we have a whole booth there. It was unbelievable. Yeah. we like yeah. A, like a catering, like people were bringing us stats. I'm like, thank you very much. Need yes. these stats. Impact does it right. Got some food in there. By the way, worst I wish Collins was still back here to talk about this. Worst pizza. Have you had the pizza at Sparta? It's yes, not good. I I oh dude. It is so bad. And the pizza in East Lansing is not good in general. No, it's not. Where do you where do you go? Nowhere. I If I ever get pizza, it's like cottage in. Okay. Which it, but the pizza at Spartan Stadium is ludicrous.
2: I mean, it's almost, I had to throw it away. I've never thrown away pizza, but I threw it away. <laughs> I told you, like, yeah, hey, so dude. Bad. I would say, it's not good. It was terrible. By the way, if you're getting pizza, you're doing a cottage in. Yeah, where else? Are where you where go do you go? Caesar's, dude. Come on, get <laughs> yeah, out of here. Caesar's, Caesar's made. made, baby. Caesar's made. I know Caesar's that. made. People forget I worked there for three yes, months. People forget
1: that. I but worked at Blaze. I worked that. at Blaze for like two months. It was a great Wait, time. Wait, you retired? Yeah, because I, I got this job, got the... so I, I just. Oh, didn't yeah, need Oh yeah, I forgot here. about that. There was no reason for me to go work at Blaze from eleven to one Blaz a.m. Is
2: good. I don't think I've ever had. Blaze. It's good. Overrated. It's it is
1: overrated. How much you
0: spending?
2: How much you spending on a pie there? Like simple pies, like
0: six bucks, right? Yeah, like you six, know about I don't know why. Six I'm to answering. eight
1: dollars, depending on how many toppings you get and whatnot. I don't know why I'm answering. It that. is you good. Don't it's good. There. I mean, I'll it's like it's out. better than the average pizza joint in East Lansing, but a little overrated. Little okay. Bit.
0: Either way, aside from the good pizza Stadium, it was a yeah. good good time. Good time covering the game. I appreciate you, yes. uh, those guys letting me go for my last my last football game as a student, which that very surreal. Don't want to get into it yet. We'll talk about that. It probably doesn't even hit you yet. Has it, it hasn't. On my last show, we'll talk about that and I'll tear up and it'll be a mess. But uh, yesterday on the football field, the Spartans topping the Maryland Terrapins. S- Colin struggled with that word all day long. By the way, Terrapins. Nineteen to sixteen victory on Senior Day. Michigan State recognizing 22 seniors in that game. They're now eligible for a bowl game for the 12th time in Coach D's tenure. Uh, 13 years, 12 bowl games in 13 years. So, again, when we talk about Coach D'Antonio later with Nathan Stearns and, and if it's time for him to go or whatnot, when I want to throw that out there again. 12 bowl games in 13 years. How are you? Thanks for coming. Uh, some stats for you. Brian Lewerke, 30 for 41 through the air, 342 yards, one rushing touchdown, two interceptions. Trey Mosley. Game for him, eight catches, seventy-three yards. Uh, interesting game, one that I had to sweat out per usual in watching Michigan State. But uh, as far as my thoughts on the game go, it's really just the same story every week. I mean, the defense did what you wanted them to do. Uh, Anthony McFarland, the running back for for Maryland, out of control. He broke off one, I believe, like a sixty-some yard run. Maryland, too, there was some great stat that they believe they have fourteen. 40-plus-yard touchdowns, which is the most in the Big Ten, which is out of control. So they definitely had some guys that could beat you on the offensive side of the ball. Uh, And they did a couple times. uh, Josh Jackson, Celine Native, uh, uh, Nathan Stern's alma mater over there. Uh, Pretty solid game from him. Uh, It's The bottom line is if you don't get a pass rush in any level, and we watch it with the Lions every week, and you let a guy sit back there and throw all day long, he'll make plays. Uh, Dante Demas had that long touchdown immediately where you're kind of looking, we're looking at each other in the booth like, what's going on here? And it, it was a game it was that was back and forth, obviously not a ton of scoring, one touchdown for Michigan State on the entire day, but – a mixture of emotions, and it was another one of those games where you're sitting through and you're like, this game could go either way, I don't know, and you're going into the fourth quarter, and then Michigan State goes down by three, and you're freaking out and whatever, but you get the job done. I don't know if you have any unbelievable thoughts that are different than anything we've said all year long, but I'd love to hear your
1: thoughts on Uh, the game. You know, not really. I mean, at the end of the day, they got it done. They got done what they had to get done. They got their sixth win against a bad team at home, you know, with no uh, home fans. But it it they they got I mean they if you look just at the tail of tape here they did what they I mean they scored they scored six points in the fourth quarter to Maryland zero so when the game's on the line you got to put some kind of drive together Brian Lewerke had 342 yards never would have guessed that if you told me that or if you told me to guess right. just by watching yesterday with how anemic the offense continues to look but. You know Michigan State again winning the winning the um, turnover battle, total yards, time of possession, more first downs. Everything happened that had to go right for Michigan State, and they still only won by three. But um, a win is a win is a win. Anthony McFarland from Maryland, by the way, eight carries,
0: 134 yards, and one touchdown. So not a bad day for him. Yeah. Um, him and Javon Leak in the backfield. So they, they, the Spartans held Javon Leak to only 20 yards rushing on 10 attempts. Uh, he's got three kickoff returns for touchdowns. We kept saying that yesterday. Tied. Uh, that's Tory Smith's record over there at Maryland. Tory Smith, three wow. kick, three kick return touchdown. So, yeah, I mean, it, it just seems like with this Michigan State team, they were, I believe, they were like a twenty two something point favorite going into the game. In another game where you're scratching your head of like, does anyone that makes the lines like even watch Watched, Michigan State yes. play? Uh, so at all, as far in in, in that respect, I you, I had a feeling the entire day of never really being comfortable and and watching the game because you just never you never know what Michigan State team you're going to see but at the same time I think you knew exactly what you were going to get and each week that's gone by with this team I've always done the mental gymnastics as Ryan Collins loves to say as I I love stealing that term from him of like okay this is the week where Michigan State's offense gets going that they're playing an inferior opponent they're going to have to win this game by 30 I thought the same thing against Illinois and look what happened you know so it's just been a bizarre season, and I don't want to continue to be the guy that sits here and, and gives you the tail of the tape. The defense, I thought, again, played really, really well. Other than the couple big plays, and that's that's Maryland's M.O., as they, they'll hit you with some big plays because they definitely have some some athletes all over the field. Again, we talk about the one uh, big catch by Dante Demas there early in the game for Maryland's first touchdown. Uh, but at the end of the day, like you said, they get the job done. Your defense holds strong at the end of the second half there. Um, it, it, as well as in the fourth quarter getting those two big stops you get you know a, a couple sacks there against the Maryland team that's led up around three sacks per game and and so you you whatever you get the job done Matt Coglin comes in and when when you need him even though he hasn't been great this year he makes his kicks and you escape with a 1916 win in an empty Spartan Stadium which was very bizarre and coming yeah. back to campus yesterday coming from home, it was a ghost town. Like it was, I and I, I was expecting, you know, it being, it was cold outside, you know, you have a bigger game going down the street in, in Ann Arbor, which we'll talk about later as well. When we get to our big college football picture and it's a, it's a team that's fighting for a bull eligibility against a really bad Maryland football team. But it was I mean, there was like no one in the student section. It was bizarre. And even like, You had a
1: bird's eye view of it too. Well,
0: even coming into the game, like when you're I'm trying to enter the stadium to get to the to the press box, I was I'm like, there's no one in the parking lot even tailgating. And there were some fans. There were some loyal fans there. They love Spartan football. I do appreciate it, but it was
2: just it was strange. I just saw like it. Don't let don't lump Kelly Collins and Amory Collins into the midst. They're there every week. Ready to tail the eight just for the Maryland-Michigan State game. That's so don't love them huge, huge respect. No, and I Lo- love it. I love it, and I, re- I,
0: I respect it. No, I do. but that,
2: it, it's honestly, like, you, you look at that, I think two games stand out as being as empty. The Rutgers game last year when it was, like, I think it was the same weekend. It was. Yeah, so the Rutgers game last year and Purdue a couple of years ago when they were actually really good and it rained and no one knew it was supposed to rain. There was literally no one at the game. Yeah. So, I. I Weird, but at the same time, why would you come back for that? They should be playing Penn State the last weekend of the year. Yeah, I, I agree. They, I don't know who someone tweeted that to. One of the writers for it's so Michigan stupid. State. I, I agree. like Like Rutgers uh, and Penn State's really gonna generate a lot of eyeballs. Yeah, like rivalry. Yeah, Penn State, Michigan State played for twenty years.
1: Yeah. I don't know. No, does make you, any sense. You can sense. let Maryland and Rutgers play each other because they're the ones that came in and kind of messed up the whole chemistry of the Big yeah. Ten. Yeah, Let them definitely. go duke it out on the on the East Coast and stink. Oh, yeah, they both stink. <laughs> yeah, Maryland one and seven coming into this game in the Big Ten, and that's they have the, team, the that's talent the, too. Which they weird. do. and That's why yeah. you know they
0: again they have athletes all over. the defensively, I think they struggle. Uh, but again, with Michigan State's offense, they couldn't really. There were a couple times that, and we on the broadcast too. Um, Nate kept bringing it up the wheel route that they ran with Elijah Collins worked every time and like the, the flats were wide open all game long and that's all Michigan State really had to do, but they continue to do your and I guess we can if we want to break down some some you know, schematic things here to, to add some substance to what we're talking about. It, you know Michigan State. They just, for whatever reason, they're so inclined to do that inside handoff on first down yes. that everyone knows has come. It's like watching the Lions with Jim Bob Cooter. Oh, every play, word. every first down, it's inside handoff. It's off. banging your head into the wall. It goes, it goes for one and a half yards every time, and then they'll like try to get cute and like mix it up and run the ball on second down for two yards. And now we're running pass plays that don't even get to the sticks. So to me, looking at this team as a whole, um, again on defense. Did you meet expectations this year? No. Still a defense that I believe ranks about 12th in the country stopping the run, which is solid. Again, take away the big play from Anthony McFarland. They did a great job of stopping the run all night long. A Maryland team that doesn't have that viable of a passing attack, so you did what you have to do. Obviously, we expected this defense to be a top three in-your-face, out-of-control defense. The problem with that, though, and I will say, I believe it was the, the the play on fourth down for Maryland in the fourth quarter where they ended up turning the ball over for Michigan and then take a knee and go into victory formation. That was as hard of a of a – play in a sense of effort intensity that i've seen from the defense all year and that's the kind of defense that i've been used to seeing for the last four years here at michigan state and my time here being a student and just the tenacity and you just you know head down hard nose football and you blow someone up in the backfield and they got to josh jackson and they and and obviously they, they turned the ball over on downs there and that's what i've been waiting to see all year long and you see it in the last play there. To essentially again, you get your bowl eligibility there, but it's just like man, you look back, and we'll talk about the senior class and their legacy later. But it's just what could have been with the defense. And if an if an offense can't stay on the field for you, you know it's hard for the defense to get things rolling. They've played some tough opponents this year. They've been exposed in some games, you know, obviously. But on the offensive side of the ball, I mean, it's just. From the offensive line just being abysmal. And that starts with Jim Bowman as their offensive line coach, who needs to go. Bottom line, he doesn't recruit. He turns out zero professional players. They're a, they and Mark D'Antonio said in his press conference yesterday, they've they've had six guys play left tackle this year. So I know Next there's question. been there's been injury. I know there's been injuries and whatnot. That's bizarre for any position. But it's just like they can't even figure it out. Yeah. And they don't get a push up front ever. Unless they're playing crappy teams, where Elijah Collins gets his hundred yards or close to, I
1: haven't had a push up front since LJ's freshman year. E- exactly.
0: And again, as far as rushing yards, Elijah, Elijah Collins forty one yards on fifteen carries. That's two point seven yards per carry. Yeah, not but great. You, you've seen that all year long, and it's so frustrating because you, you you've seen that he can actually play the position well, but you don't get a push up front. And you know we, we can talk about Brian Lewerke too, and I, I'm sure Nathan Stearns will will will. He, at his opinion, too, when we bring him on. But it's just hard for me when you look at Brian Lewerke. I, I know he threw two interceptions, and he's someone who's 50 of, 50 of what Brian Lewerke you're going to see. Yeah, he won and, you the
1: Indiana game,
0: like single handedly won yeah, you that game. And, and again, you know, you look at he's got whatever his. Records are of being the first Spartan quarterback for, to like throw for seven thousand yards and rush for rush for two thousand. He he's gonna leave a mark on this university as far as what he's done on the field, statistics wise. But people always look at him as a guy who just couldn't quite get you over the edge. But I look at this team. I just don't. I genuinely don't know if anyone could have gotten this team over over the edge. I mean, you lead the country in drop passes. You you have an offensive line that. that really can't block to save their lives. Right. But I, I hate to be that uh, aggressive about it, but that's just true. And it's a scheme that you have with Brad Salem that looks like Dave Warner's scheme from last year with a couple more wrinkles, which is great to see. You know, you're throwing a couple of trick plays. You're still seeing the jet sweep. You're still seeing inside handoff. And you're still seeing route combinations that sometimes you scratch your head and go, Okay, it's third and six here. We probably should be throwing for at least six yards and not four. And so those are things that just make me scratch my head, and it's another reason why we have to take a step back and look at this program as a whole and and think about where we are. And I get at the end of the day, players have to make plays, and there's been letdowns all over the field as far as guys not meeting expectations. You lose Joe Bocci. You have some injuries. Daryl Stewart hasn't played the last handful of games. D'Antonio thinks he will be back for the bowl game. Uh, So I don't know. It just it's it's been a season to scratch your head and move on, I guess.
1: You said something, excuse me, a couple couple minutes ago in particular that piqued my interest. Just because I think more than anything, I think the the story of the season has been the offense not being able to sustain anything. And like you said, it's it's tough for the defense to to get anything rolling. When I mean, there was literally a moment yesterday where uh, Brian Lewerke turns the ball over twice on two back-to-back plays, you know, that's two one-play drives for the offense. It's literally the equivalent of a timeout. The defense can go have a sip of water, then they got to come back onto the field, and then what do you know, you give up the big play. And you can't get upset with the defense at that point because it's like you're just throwing them out there every you know one minute in between drives. And it's like, of course. And that that was the only touchdown of the game. So I think that's kind of a microcosm of the defense this season. It's been more about the offense not able to sustain anything. And the defense is just thrown out there because, like you said, 12th and stopping the run, that's not bad at all. You know, considering all right. these all these Power Five schools and everyone's talking about expanding the college football playoff to eight and all this kind of stuff, that's that's pretty damn good for for college football. Twelve, 12th, 12th, yes. and, and imagine what it would be if if they didn't have to be out there for 40 minutes. I, I don't know. It's just. And I,
0: I think a lot of people are bothered by the lack of pass rush at Michigan State's end, and you've seen the secondary get burned a decent. Because again, I, I say with the Lions every week too. You don't get guys in the backfield. You give the quarterback all he to throw. He's going to make his throws. Receivers get open. It's just the bottom line. But you know, I I actually think that you know, given Kenny Willikis and Panašuk on the outside, and your two interior linemen as well, and Raekwon Williams and and Mike Panašuk, it's been a great. It, it's I mean, I don't know what else more you can ask for. It's just the the scheme. They don't they don't get anyone in the backfield. There's a couple times where you show blitz and and it works and you and you get guys home, but. Again, it, we, we're just beating a dead horse here. Yeah. Um, we'll, we'll obviously talk more later with Nathan Stearns about this team and the season as a whole. Uh, you do have a bowl game to look forward to. Not sure which one it will be, either the pinstripe bowl or the quick lane bowl. I have no idea who they're supposed I, I don't know. I don't read into that stuff. I don't know who makes the decisions for that stuff. I don't care. Uh, I hope they're playing in Detroit so I can buy a cheaper ticket and I have to go to New York and watch this game because I would like to see it. It would be, it'd be kind of cool. Um, but other than that. I figure we should talk about some basketball now. We should. Because it's basketball season. Hoops. It is, it is hoops time. We have a lot. We have a mouthful of basketball stuff to talk about here. I didn't realize how many games that Michigan State's played since we last talked about them. Maui invitational. We'll take you back through each game. Uh lost to Virginia Tech on Monday, 71 to 66. They beat Georgia 93 to 85 on Tuesday. Then beating UCLA on Wednesday, 75 to 62. Good for fifth place in that tournament. Yep. Somehow you win, I mean, I don't understand. You win three Three games in the Maui Invitational, when you're in fifth place. It's all about losing the first one. It's so dumb.
1: I mean, I I get it. I get it. I, they got to set it up somehow. But yeah, right. if you lose the first one, you just instantly go to the losers bracket, and then you can only get, I think fourth is the best. You can, I don't know. Either either
0: way, I don't. That doesn't make a lot of sense. But you you played some good basketball there. Um, you're an impact zone guy. You're, well, you're one of your two podcast two now you're on, two podcasts? Yes, yes. That and the Motown Rundown, shameless plug for both of those things. Uh, Julian Mitchell, also the Impact of Zone, so check that podcast out. Uh, you're on the basketball beat, so I'll put you on the spot here. I don't want to spend too much time on, on all three of these games because I think there's a lot of a lot of big-picture stuff to cover as a whole. Um, but take me through each game uh, and your main takeaways, starting with Virginia Tech on Monday.
1: Yeah, Virginia Tech, that game was just disappointing. I know uh... – you Collins and I, we all came in for Motown Rundown right after that, and it was just depleted because we were already talking about how Detroit sports just yeah. and all we have is MSU Hoops. And now we're have that. MSU Hoops loses to a, a terrible Virginia Tech team. But look, that game was actually quite simple. It, it's just it comes down to you're too reliant on one player, and if he doesn't, I think Cassius had a total of eight points in that game, something like that, seven, eight points, not great. And when something like that happens, you just can't really expect to win with this team yet. Now, given, you know, maybe Tom Izzo does his thing, and in February you you give that same performance, maybe, you know, some other players step up at that point, Rocket Watts, Gabe Brown, Marcus Bingham, players like that, can start to get things rolling, and then there's not so much pressure on Cassius to lead you to the finish line. But – uh, The fact of the matter is that game was played in November. Uh, The Spartans are ironing ironing out the wrinkles, and I just think, all in all, someone's just got to step up and be that second guy. Because when Joshua Langford goes down, you know, early in uh, November or you know, late in October, whenever it was before the season starts, and uh, that's just that's a gut punch, just an absolute blow, and it comes so late. Now you got to figure out, and and of course, Joey Hauser's eligibility denied after his third. appeal claim whatever it's just it's it's gut punch after gut punch for this team the problem is they still got well it's not a problem they still got a lot of talent they got they got ways to figure it out so um the va game was just a classic example of michigan state ironing out the wrinkles in the early season because i know they're going to shape it up towards march and april um and, and and after that, uh, what what was the game? Georgia? Georgia was after yes. that, correct? Yes. Didn't get to watch a whole lot of that game because uh, it was at two thirty, which is preposterous, by the way. Uh, <laughs> right. Class. I just
0: didn't. I didn't real. I kept like. I'm like, oh, Michigan State plays basketball today.
2: I didn't even realize. Like I, every I, single day. I don't know if you guys caught the highlights. Anthony Edwards would oh, have he's had the gross. Ba- no, gross. he's not that good. I truly believe that. No, nope, I've never good. seen a shooting performance like that. In my entire life. He's good. Uh, he's good. Well, well that's, you're that's not going to make it 15 out of 15 step that, back 30 that's footers. That's how that, about like, Miles
1: Powell in the CM in the, uh, yeah, Hall game.
2: They, yeah, but he gets to the rim. Like Anthony Edwards like, did not. It was insane, though. He was like, from the Maui logo, and you knew it was in. <laughs> he had like 32 in the second half. That's yeah. insane. Yeah, but, that, yeah. Is, that is pretty nuts. That but, was cr- – I, I, like you guys said, I was like, oh, Michigan State's playing. Yeah. I don't have to study for this
1: exam. Right, exactly. Oh, thank thank God. Yeah. Yeah. So anyways, game at 2.30. Didn't get to watch a whole lot of it, but of course, you know, having to do what I do here uh, on Impact is I had to catch up, uh, and I watched uh, most of the game uh, via highlight reel. Nice. But it, it looked like, you know, Cassius Winston came back in that one and was just spectacular, 28 points, 8 assists. You can't ask for any more than that in any any game. Aaron Henry in that game, I think, started... Because we saw towards the end of the Virginia Tech game, Aaron Henry started to take it to the hole a little bit more. Um, he started to show that versatility and athleticism. And he picked up right where he left off in the Georgia game, looked very aggressive the whole time. And that's something that, you know, playing 36 minutes, you would hope he can give you at least 14 points. So that's something nice to see for Izzo. Um, Xavier Tillman getting a little more back on track for Georgia, or against Georgia, you know, he's been one of the more disappointing players this year so far, but I think he'll actually figure it out. Uh, I think he's just playing with a little too much pressure on himself right now, but double-double on that one, 15 and 11. Um, and, and Malik Hall, nine points. Coming off the bench, only playing, you know well, 23 minutes is a pretty decent amount, but that's just something that he's, look, the whole four spot for Michigan State is going to be a mumbo-jumbo all year long. It's just whoever whoever's hot. Whoever matches up best, you know, Tom Izzo is going to do his thing. And it's it's not going to be a situation with Ben Carter and Jaron Jackson back against Syracuse in 2017 or or 2018. It's not going to be one of those things. It's going to be more like Thomas Kithier, we need some boards. Get out there. Marcus Bingham, we need some three-pointers. Go out there. You know what I mean? Julius Marble, we need someone to bump bodies a little bit. But Malik Hall has definitely stepped up and kind of shown his ability to even as a freshman come in to the extent of whatever he's needed you know i think you know playing playing only a few minutes against virginia tech getting in foul trouble whatever but then coming in against georgia having a bounce back game so the georgia win was nice and ucla i think was the most impressive win of the whole tournament obviously because uh michigan state did win uh was mostly wire to wire ucla had a few leads early on but that's a game where you look at guys like foster lawyer you try to see how they're doing um and, and michigan state might it was kind of funny collins you might appreciate this my brother bet on the game and the spread was uh michigan state minus 14 they won by 13 because uh connor george missed a free throw with like 10 seconds left <laughs> I,
2: I have a story about that yeah actually. go for it go for it well i had to cut uh, all the buddies from like heist war in town we're all getting together and the first thing my buddy from purdue says I want Connor George dead. I'm like, what do you mean? <laughs> he's like, that wasn't a foul. He was he's just like yelling about it. I'm like, oh, I didn't I didn't realize that was a line, but <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, they people were losing their mind over that.
1: Oh yeah, yeah. My bad. It wasn't Connor George didn't miss a free throw. He, he fouled. fouled he fouled the With guy. Like eight seconds yes. left. And, so oh, funny. Steven Izzo was also in the game. Really? Shout out to Steven um, Izzo. Yeah.
2: But anywho. But I, I have a question. Go for the, it. Do you think you would look better in a mission state uniform than Steven Azo?
1: I don't think so.
2: I don't think so either. Like, yeah, people made fun of him. And we say he looks so small in that. But like, you're next to those guys, you're gonna look like a how small tall, human. How being. tall is he?
0: I don't know. Like five seven. Uh, if, I think if he's my height, I look better because I think I got like the. I think I have the beard and I got
2: some more definition. On
0: yeah, my you arms. got the
1: Jack Hoiberg.
0: Uh, got some effect. big shoulders. He's... Yeah,
1: man.
2: I probably wear a long sleeve shirt. Maybe one of we those put a guys. poll on Twitter: Who looks better, <laughs> Ravinowitz
1: or Steven. Will Photoshop me in well, it? It's gonna be tough to make a case for anybody <laughs> who just got that name on his on his bag. Yeah, exactly, I know, you know. That's and so so that that's just you know, it is what it is. But against UCLA, um, not a whole lot to say here because Michigan State really didn't have many problems in this one. Um, I think it was one of Rocket. It was probably Rocket Watts' best game so far. Um, besides the two gimmies against Charleston Southern and what's the other one? Shoot, I'm blanking. Binghamton? Binghamton, yes. So the two huge wins against those teams. Other than that, I think this was Racket Watts' best game against a, I don't want to say respectable opponent, but against a, um, a formidable opponent. For Michigan State but all in all you know you you look at the Maui Invitational obviously you get off on a bad start maybe that's you know the the, the traveling the time change you know maybe a little too much working out in the sun the day before yeah, too who knows? much cornhole and and those games are all at weird times too because you got you got to remember Maui is like I, I I don't know like six hours behind I believe the UCLA game started at 9 30 a.m. which is preposterous I don't care where you are yeah um so, all in all, you can't get upset. You know, Michigan State, and you look at the Big Ten right now, Michigan has surprised a lot of people. They look very good. Um, you know, uh, Purdue doesn't look terrible. Illinois looks formidable. Maryland looks pretty good. So, it's like you you, you got to get it together at some point. Uh, and if there's anything that Tom Izzo has told us or just shown us throughout these years, it's that they will. Um, and you got you got to look at the Maui Invitational and be pleased overall with what you got.
0: Yeah, I, I think the the general consensus for Michigan State fans is it's weird because I almost feel like they've they've looked at how Michigan has played and then has almost gone back to Michigan State and go, oh, maybe Michigan State's not that good. It is November, and I don't want to be one of those guys that say that these losses don't matter because you do learn a lot about your team and there's things that you need to improve on if you're Michigan State. But are you are you buying into into it all that maybe
1: this Michigan State team isn't as good as we thought they were? No. I'm not. And uh if I can tell you why in like 30 seconds, it's just because I I just uh, history shows that we can't make that assessment right now. Now if Michigan State is losing big to a team like Purdue and I don't know when they play Purdue, it's you know obviously in conference play, so it'll be sometime this winter, but you know then there's cause for concern. But I predict in Michigan State will only have three losses this year, kind of looking like an idiot right now because they've already got two. But who I, I I still think it's possible. You know, anytime you have a player like Cassius Winston, he can go out and give you twenty four points and twelve assists, like it's nothing. All right. Uh, that you 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 got a chance in every game, and and beyond that, you got a coach like Tom Izzo, you got a home crowd like like we have here in East Lansing, uh, you got. Great shoot. Now, I don't want to say great, but very good shooters And Kyle Ahrens, Gabe Brown, Marcus Bingham, Rocket Watts is starting to find his stroke a little bit. Um, it, it, it's just a little too early to make that assessment, but um, I do think this is, this is just a very, very, very Izzo-ish team. It's just going to be, as the season progresses, they're going to gel, and I know that's a very cold take for me to say, and it's very boring, it's very vanilla, but I just think that's where we're at here with this Michigan State team.
2: I have a question for both of you. As you look at this roster, do you have? do you by the way, what okay, sorry, is, I just
1: no no no, it's okay. I, I didn't mean to alarm you. I was just Trent has a cruise
2: jammer in yeah. the studio
0: yeah.
1: and I did not did you bring them for everyone? I didn't. Those those are, I'm,
0: those sorry. So I'm good. sorry, I was just straight you, sure. You don't put that in your body. You can get syrup. a six pack so of these good. for a dollar. Really? Six yeah. pack for a dollar I, at Meyer. They're hard me to queasy. find.
1: They make it hard on you. That's you gotta unreal. you gotta walk in, they're on the top shelf in the juice juice uh, aisle. Yeah. Yeah. But, okay, at my
2: question, are you guys a little concerned by the play at Xavier Tillman?
1: Mm, I just he
2: has not been the guy they thought not been, he was going to be. Been, he's not been
1: good. He's been bad. Yeah.
0: Yeah, yeah I just – I don't – I look at him as I look in the same scope of the team in general. I don't think they've played their best basketball yet, which is not a unbelievably hot take. It's just, I think, almost a matter of fact. I'm I I just I I look at him as someone that I think can get going later in the year. I don't want to throw the towel in yet because they've only played a handful of games. Right, that's but the I thing. but I agree he has been not even just unproductive but bad to the point where he's almost counterproductive to you trying to have any kind of offensive attack. Like he's turning the ball over. Yes. He's he's everything that I couldn't stand Nick Ward for last year. And after like, after the Virginia Tech game, you know you're looking at like ah uh, you know. I kind of wish Nick Ward was here almost. Like the, yeah. And so I
2: don't – Collins had a great tweet. Everyone still tweet hate that? Nick Ward? Oh, it's <laughs> Yeah, because they don't have anyone who's – like it's Xavier Tillman, he has not been great on the offensive end. It doesn't mean that he's still – like he's still one of the better defenders in the country. Yes. Just like he he's able to switch on everything. He's just really smart. He calls out the defense like perfectly. But he's not that great of a rebounder. And if he's not going to give it to you on the offense end like he did at the end of the year – it, 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 people always were criticizing Nick Ward for, wow, he just needs too many touches. But he would rebound for you. He was a physical guy, yeah. yeah. And he cle- he cleared out that lane. That lane is so clawed up right now because everyone is just keen in on that cash as
1: it Xavier Tillman high pick and roll. Well, and that's that's what it is for for X. That's the extent of the offense that you're gonna ask him to do really. It's not about, you know, dump it down in the post and he's a high touches vo- high volume of touches guy. It's more hinder hinderant hin what what's the word? Hin- I don't even know I, I don't hindrance? know. Hindrance No, 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 it, it it hinges on Cassius's play, I feel like. Does that make sense? Yeah, Fair. Yeah. yeah, I'll yeah. allow it. I think that's it. a word. Like Tillman's whole game is he's athletic. Like you said, Collins, he's a run and gun type of guy. Well not not gun. He can't really shoot that well, but he, he's athletic and he's he's a mismatch for a lot of, especially in the Big Ten. So that's something where you look at and it's like, look, if, if they do get that high pick and roll going, he can be very productive on the offensive end. He can drop 20. But if not, it's like he's not going to drop 20 giving you post hooks and, and, and dream shakes, because that's just not the kind of player he is. In general, I just think, <clears throat> to answer the question, I believe that the expectations for him were, I don't want to say unrealistic, but you know I mean the fact of the matter is he was the he was the Big Ten Sixth Man of the Year last year. What does that mean? He wasn't a starter. He came off the bench. The only reason he began starting is because of Nick Ward getting injured. So, the fact of the matter is he's he's not he's not a he's not a standout stud. He's he's a very Michigan State player, and he's yeah. gonna he's going to get better as the season progresses because that's what these teams do. And I think as Cassius Winston continues to play his best basketball, so will Tillman. He also gets under
0: when you match up with with opposing players. He's also undersized a lot, and like the, when you have to play him at the five because you're using Kithier, or whoever you may use, or Malik
2: Hall or whoever else at the four. It's you know it's tough. No, I mean, I, I I think that is he's a not good long point. either. Like that. That's why I liked when they decided, hey, we're gonna start Marcus Benjamin the last two games in yeah. the Maui Invitational. He actually brought you some rebounding. I know he's not the most physical guy. But he actually he's played tall. pretty good. He's tall he, he and he's played coordinated. pretty physical too. Yeah,
1: yeah, he did. So Jay Bellus I... was getting on getting on a. Uh... I think it was Rocket Watts. He was like, "You got to get him the ball.
2: You got to get Bingham the ball down no, there." No, it was Bill Walton. Bill Walton say, "Why is Bingham out of the game? Like every five minutes, because so Bill Walton is literally on peyote while he's calling basketball." I, I don't. These. I don't
0: know. I, I I get that some people like him. I, I don't love know how. Him. I don't love know him. how you allow him to commentate. Games. Well, my I, buddy texts me. I he's like, "Listen to it."
2: My buddy is like, "How did that interview go?" He's like, was he just giving everyone drugs and they just say, like, okay, Bill, you can do the Pat 12 that night.
1: Seriously. Yeah. No, I, I think Bill Walton is like. He's good for the Pat I've got 12. A, I've got a weird perception of that dude because I think he's hilarious and he's entertaining. I think he's a terrible announcer and I enjoy listening to him unless it's my team. No. If it's my team, I, yeah, I, I can't stand him. I'm I, like, I, I you stink. To him. He's
2: perfect. For the eleven o'clock Thursday, Pat twelve. Game well, yeah, that's what I'm saying. I, he's perfect. He's entertaining. For it. Like, I'll, like I, yeah.
1: I tune in to listen to him. I do. But if you get
2: like one or two games a week, you're like, uh. yeah. Uh, but you, I love him. I love Bill Walden. He's a cl- he, like that was hey like him. a thing I noticed three years ago. Me, and my hey dad much. are just casually watching an Arizona UCLA like basketball game at like eleven thirty. My dad's like, "Is that Bill Walton?" I'm like. What is he saying? He's just like, I love Oregon. I like Ducks. That's just all he, that's like his analysis.
0: It's embarrassing. The guy uh, needs to be put into a mental institution. He's announcing Michigan State. It's
1: embarrassing. A couple years ago, he's announcing Michigan State. Miles Bridges throws down a dunk and he goes... I love bridges. They get you across water. Oh, and yeah. I'm like, okay, this is I just, love that. I love I, that. Not, I, I do, too, but not my team. It gets annoying. I'm like, bring some analysis, bro. S- s- no, dude. Stop having a poop in
2: your pants. Not uh, everyone can be Jay Billis. I, I, like, I understand. I, I, yeah, everyone said it. Right, Let's see
0: Either way, as we wrap up Michigan State basketball here, I'll ask you one more question. One of the things that's been troubling to me is, obviously, we've talked a lot about on the show of, of finding that second guy. And I don't know who it is yet. I think Gabe Brown has been pretty solid. I like when he gets minutes off the bench. I look at the four position. I look at a guy like Marcus Bingham too, who in my opinion, this might be a hot take, but I'm going to sit on this for the next two years. If Marcus Bingham continues to put weight on and grow into his body the next two years, I genuinely think he could be one of the best players in the country senior year. I really do. All right. I do. I think given, given his skill set. That he's a he's a he's a six eleven guy or whatever however long he is and can shoot the three somewhat decently he's got pretty solid handles if he can grow into his body and continue to get stronger I think senior year he's going to be dangerous if he stays all four, which he should and he probably will um, I don't hate it but at that four position you know you have Malik Hall you have Bingham you have Julius Marble you can put there uh, Thomas Kithier I've asked Julian in the past too meaning Julian Mitchell. Uh, our co-host of the Green and White Report. We miss you, Julian. Um, Who you think should be the starter at that four? It's weird. You see Marcus Bingham who got like three minutes against Virginia Tech and then like 17 or 18 against Georgia and then seven against UCLA. I don't understand what they're doing with him. Uh, Julian has said to me that he believes Kithier should be the guy at the four. Do you agree with that? Or even if you don't want to key in on the four, what – Can we get Marcus Bingham involved
1: more? Yeah, so I I agree with Julian. I think Thomas Kithier is your best option at four for most games, 9 out of 10. Now, there will be situations where matchup things happen and whatever, and you want more rebounding, so you throw in Bingham. Uh, I think Bingham should be getting more minutes, like you said, because the skill set he has is unprecedented on this team in terms of just being a 6'11 ball handler who can shoot and can rebound. He's just got to get a little stronger, and he will. Um, But he is only a sophomore. And, you know, much much like the rest, you know, Aaron Henry's only a sophomore. You know, uh, Gabe Brown's only a sophomore. Thomas Kithier's only a sophomore. So that's all that you got to look at all of it. What I would be very interested to see, and I want to see this at some point, is a starting five consisting of Cassius Winston, Rocket Watts, Kyle Ahrens, Gabe Brown, or excuse me, Aaron Henry, Gabe Brown, and Xavier Tillman. Because I want I want to see some small ball. I want to see some – this team has athletes all over the floor – and then Kyle Ahrens can be your sixth man yep. and you can just run and gun with that squad. I think that'd be interesting. So Gabe Brown is a small ball forward. Don't don't uh don't throw it out. Could be happening here Big yep. 10 tournament, something like that. We got to shake it up late in the season. But to answer that question, yeah, I think Kithy is the right guy for the fourth spot, but Bingham should definitely be a heavy contributor.
0: Now, I actually, I said this was the last question I was going to ask you. I would be remiss if I didn't mention Duke comes to town on Tuesday. Yes, You'd sir. I think i maybe have my stuff together a bit better over here. 9.30 p.m. from the Breslin. No cash is Stanley for Duke. How do you think Duke matches up here? Obviously, they're ranked number one in the country. Not sure how those rankings have shifted because they lost a tough game. Uh, that was their, I believe this is their first game on Tuesday since that loss to SF Austin. I believe so. Uh, how does Michigan State match up with this team? And do, do you read? I know it's a big game. Do you read a lot into this game if Michigan State happens to lose?s And we can probably talk about that next Sunday when when we see how the dust settles here. But how does Michigan State match up against this Duke team as they sit right now? And if it is a loss or even if it's a win, do you read too much into this game being so early in the season?
1: No, no, I don't. And again, I'm, I'm one of those guys who just loves Tom Izzo and I love everything that he does. And I think there's a rhyme and reason to every single thing that he does. And scheduling these games early on is... Is is a method. There's a method to his madness. He's trying to get his team. He's he's trying to whip them into shape pretty quick. And and if anything, I mean this this game's going to do it because you already played Kentucky, and that was a upsetting loss. You know you you definitely should have won that game if you don't get in foul trouble and turn the ball over so much. But um, Vernon Carey is very 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 good. Um, He's leading the Duke Blue Devils in three out of the two out of the three, um, you know, in points, rebounds, and assists. Trey Jones obviously is their leader. Um, he's gonna. I think he might give Cassius some problems, but you can always rotate uh, Watts onto him. Rocket, obviously, a little bit more athletic, better defender.
2: I'm gonna say something. Vernon Carey, better be ready for an onslaught of just insults from the is zone because it's gonna be a rotten yep. crowd. Draymond jersey retirement right. game. That's, yep, didn't oh, even okay. mention that. Yeah, on Tuesday, I'm like, it's gonna get hurtful real quick. It, it, I'm de- <laughs> he does
0: have a bad face. Oh,
2: He's got an okay. He's got an come Easter, on,
0: Easter Island head face. Okay, that you know, was a nice. Well,
1: that it's not. I'm starting wrong. it off right now.
0: Okay, I'm starting off, kicking it off. Mm. Not, is you're, you're not, you're not wrong. Anyway,
1: but so. just to answer your question, I mean Duke, Duke's a very Duke's a. It's Duke. It's what every Duke team has been. It's a very young, explosive, athletic team. They can shoot. Uh, they can rebound. Trey Jones is one of the best passers in the country, just in terms of his ability to make every pass. So, I and it's and it's Mike Shashevsky. And if it weren't for last season, excuse me, when Tomaso finally got over that hump and beat him in the biggest game they've ever played, then you know, I mean, maybe it would maybe you'd look at this game a little different, but now it's there's no demons of that. They're the, the Duke's coming to our place, so I think Michigan State's gonna win, I really do. Uh, but it given that there's no Cassius Stanley, given that Duke's coming off a tough loss, they got to go on the road and play somewhere like somewhere like East Lansing. But in order to win, Cassius Winston's going to have to drop at least 24, 25 points, and I think he will, and Xavier Tillman is going to have to get it together quick.
0: Yeah, I I agree. I agree. Uh, We'll see how that game goes. We'll talk about it next Sunday, obviously. Again, Michigan State hosting Duke on Tuesday at the Breslin, 9.30 p.m. tip. Uh, We'll go to a quick break here. We will do Michigan State women's basketball on the flip side of this break, as well as MSU football part two and some bigger college football stuff. Uh, if you want to join the show, feel free to call us. 517 432 3893 is the number, or text us at 517 884 8989. You can tweet us as well at WDBM Sports using the hashtag GW Report. Don't go anywhere, folks. We'll be right back. You are listening to the. Welcome back to the Green and White Report. little Paul Simon. This song's you, fantastic.
1: The, the music video is awesome, too. It is. I love Chevy Chase.
0: I can't wait to watch uh, Christmas Vacation again. Oh, it's my favorite Christmas movie of all time. It's so good. Crank I... it up. Can you turn it up? Come on. Give me some juice today. I love it. It's, it's impossible to be upset when you're listening to this song. Nothing like you He's can listen away to this. This is a great like you're walking on the beach type song. You're just you know I don't even know. I don't even. If just you a great be song. my
1: bodyguard, that's uh, so
0: good. All, All right. right, it's a great song. Green and white report here. Ryan Rabinowitz. uh No, I was gonna say Julia. Listen, it's it's, it's it's like second oh, nature. To Pavlov's dog, or I don't even know what that thing means. I just heard someone say it before. That was probably what the or the Freudian slip, perhaps. That's that that's correct. Uh, Ryan Rabinowitz Trent Bailey, Ryan Collins behind the glass. Nathan Stearns in studio now. Who All right, you? thank you guys for having me. Of course, of course. Good to see you. been a long time. No see. Yep, 12 hours. T-minus 12 (laughs) hours. (laughs) Exactly. Uh, Got a couple things for you today. Loaded slate for you if you can handle the workload. Absolutely. Let's go. I think you can. We'll start off with women's basketball. The Junkanoo Jam, if I'm saying that correctly. I don't know. Don't ask me. I don't have a clue on how to pronounce it. (laughs) I do not have a clue. (laughs) Interesting. Uh, In the Bahamas, though, not not a bad destination to play some basketball games. Uh, Last time we talked to you, they 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 were set to take on Hartford, 79-34 79-34 win there. Pretty decisive, as you expected. Uh, first game against LSU in this Junkanoo Jam. That was on Friday the 29th. Uh, lost to LSU. Tight one, 58-56. Uh, the look on your face tells me that you are not too pleased with that. Um, some quick stats there for you. Taryn McCutcheon led, also led the scoring for the Spartans with 18 points. She played 39 minutes in that game, as well as Nia Cloudon. Uh, what did you see in that game from the Spartans? In a game they probably should have won. I, I think you'd agree with me.
3: Yeah. I saw a team that scored one field goal in the last 15 minutes. Not great. That's what I saw. I saw a team that scored 17 points in the second half. I saw a team that blew a 14-point lead in the third quarter. And similar to the Maui Invitational, this is a game that really doesn't have huge playoff implications going forward. But it is a resume-building win. And this is a game that you basically you chalked up as a win... Midway through the third quarter, I did. I in fact, I had my entire Trentwood can yeah. confirm this. I had my entire like preview game recap thing written because they were up by fourteen. Stearns is ready to mail it they, right in. They had all the momentum, and then I have to rewrite the entire thing. <laughs> that that's the stuff that sports journalists are made of. But
1: yeah. by the way, with a completely different tone, you got to rewrite the whole thing exactly. right? about how they blew a- exactly
3: it. exactly and it. It was a bit of a gut punch. It really, really was. Kudos to them for coming back yesterday and beating Kansas State 65-60. to We'll talk about that in a little bit, but that's a game you simply have to win. They shot 32% from the floor. They were anemic in the second half. I mean, they, they couldn't hit the broad side of a barn. And it was a, it was an example of a young team that when shots aren't falling, starts forcing things. They get away from themselves. They don't play within the offense, and everybody starts playing a little selfish. Having Shea Colley back and having Coco Gaines back is a big, big plus for this team. Actually, I didn't think they were going to play because when they announced the starting lineup, neither one of them was in. And then they come in three, four minutes, and it's like these are these aren't your bench players, guys. These are your starters. But they got significant playing time. Colley actually scored the first five minutes for the Spartans, but she struggled a little bit from the floor. Later part of the game, as did everybody else, and it it's a missed opportunity. It really, really is, because this is this would have been a good RPI-building, resume-building win on a neutral court that the committee loves, and they use the same measurements that they use for the men's side, for the women's side, RPI, strike the schedule, Q1, Q2, Q3, Q4 wins, all that being in play. That would have been a Q1 win, and no, it doesn't hurt really in the loss column, but that's a game that really could have helped you going forward. And that's the only thing when people say, oh, these games don't matter, whether it be on the men's and women's side. The committee looks at the whole right. spectrum of things. Beating Seton Hall is going to go down as a Q1 win on the road. Beating Georgia at Maui's a Q2 win. So if you can get stack up those Q1, Q2 wins, you we've seen teams with 17, 18 wins make the tournament because they have 10 Q1 wins. They have some really bad losses, but a lot of times, with inconsistent, as this team is, and with the Big Ten being a dog-eat-dog sort of conference, building those wins up really gives you a chance to have a couple of off games. And it was a missed opportunity, especially when you're up 48-34 to 34 with a quarter and a half to go and you don't score for almost a quarter. There was a 10-minute period when they didn't score, and it, it was painful to watch. It was utterly painful to watch.
0: They did turn things around, though. Michigan State beating Kansas State 65-60, to a 27-point fourth quarter after a 5-point third quarter. So they they helped you out there in the fourth quarter. Uh, interesting here on as far as the stats side go, Terry McCutcheon obviously playing 39 minutes against uh, LSU, playing 35 minutes here, only four points. What happened to her in that game?
3: She can be inconsistent at times, too. It's a matter of... She's hard to predict. She really is because she has a good shot. She's smart. She's savvy with the ball, but a lot of times the shot just doesn't go down. And I think she was really trying to, she took that loss personally. Because after that LSU game, she actually got fouled, shooting a three as time expired. So they were down by three points. And if she makes all three of those free throws, they go to overtime. And she missed the second one, which pretty much doomed them because there's one second left on the clock. You don't have a chance to intentionally miss it, possibly corral the rebound, and toss it back up. Nia Clowden was a lot better in that game than she was against LSU, but overall, it was a good, gritty, gutsy performance, and they needed this one. Kansas State is not a great basketball team, to be completely frank with you. Great basketball teams don't lose to UT Arlington. They are bringing back a fair amount of people. They went 21-12 last year. They were really similar to the Spartans last year, to be completely honest with you. They got bounced by U of M in the first round of the NCAA tournament, but they were a weird team to predict. They lost to Memphis, and then LSU, of course, just blows Memphis out of the water. But this was another kind of meh, ugly game for the Spartans. It wasn't. They, sh- I mean, they shot forty-two percent. It's kind of in the stat line right there. Nia Cloudon, sixteen points, four of eight. Shea Coley, five of twelve. If they can get those two going, they have a chance to go to Tallahassee and beat Florida State. But kudos to them when things started going south in the third quarter. Unlike the LSU game, they didn't pack it up and fold it in and roll over. And that's the mark of a good team, a mark of a team that's learned their lesson. But having Victoria Gaines and having Shea Holly back, this that adds another dimension to this team, a team that's becoming really, really scary. They have the potential to be really, really good. They're Like I said, I've you know, been on here telling you guys, they had 21 wins last year. They welcome in three four-stars, actually four four-stars. One of them's not really playing much this year. You welcome in four four-stars, you return three out of your four top scores. They have almost everybody coming back, and then you add a young infusion of talent. They were projected to go second in the Big Ten and the Big Ten coaches poll. So obviously they're building a fair amount of respect from their opposing coaches, but right now it's still a little bit of an inconsistent Michigan State team. It's a talented Michigan State team, a gutsy Michigan State team that – Will not get blown out, I don't think, in any games this year. Just because they're so gritty. That defense is so good. It's so stingy. Even when you don't score for a quarter, you still only end up losing by two against LSU. But Kansas State, that's another decent neutral site win. You didn't want to go to Florida State being 5-2. and two. You don't want to go into a tournament at 5-0 and, and then come out in 5-2. and two. That's the worst possible thing that could have right. happened. You ride the ship a little bit, and then you go into Tallahassee, and that's a big Big game and a big litmus test early for this team because they were so bad on the road last year. They were 3-9 on the road, and really the only game, to quote Trent, against a good team was against Michigan last year when they went to Chrysler Center and won. Beating Oakland and Hartford on the road last year, I mean, you're supposed to. That's exactly what you're supposed to do, but they were horrific on the road last year. So if they're able to go into Tallahassee and knock off Florida State, and they have the potential to do that. They're back at full power, and everybody's healthy, everybody's going full go. If they're able to do that, then people really need to start paying attention to this team. That would be a huge, huge win in a game. I think they can win, but they're going to have to play better. They're going to have to play like they did against Notre Dame.
1: Stearns, you just kind of went down the line, given the whole identity of this team and everything. What can you say about, you know, everyone's healthy. You talked about Kali and Gaines coming back. What can you say about a player, a couple players in that, you know, 6-10 to 10 range of the rotation what what's the depth looking like for this team or lack
3: thereof there's a lot of depth there is a lot of depth problem being i said on the breslin breakdown podcast which meanwhile is on the impact website so if you guys haven't listened go give it a shout there you go but there's really been not there's not a lot of stagger in this team eliza winston moira joiner pretty much the same player they make freshman mistakes. Winston's a little bit more athletic and a little bit quicker, but Joyner's a little bit more of the steady veteran. Marjorie Cook, Julia A. they're in there too. It's just You look at the playing time distributed, and you have 14 girls play. Right. I mean, there's just not a lot of stagger at this point, and it's something that really Merchant's going to have to figure out going forward here. Julia A. 26 minutes a game. Tori Osmond, who was starting and got bumped. For Kali, which was a little surprising, I actually thought that um, it would be Joyner who got bumped, Marjorie Cook who got 13 a game. You have a lot of people who are getting, you know, in that 10 to 15 to 20 minute range. And the problem is there's just no stagger. It's not, they don't have a consistent option in that 6 to 10 line. Julia A. actually a really good player. She was one that I admittedly slept on as she comes into East Lansing because she didn't have the hype is eliza winston and maria Joyner and sydney dodd did but she is so fundamentally sound and she's getting more playing time and more playing time because she does all the little things right every loose rebound she gets several key backside rebounds a game she's smart she fights through screens she's actually a pretty good shot blocker for being a three she's a girl that i really think is going to be special because she's so smart she doesn't make freshman mistakes She's not as athletically gifted or as quick as Eliza Winston is, but Eliza Winston is still in the process of learning that you can't go 30,000 miles an hour and get tunnel vision toward the net. You can't try to take on people. You can't take on four people. This isn't high school anymore. You're not allowed to just out-athlete people and run through everybody and score, and you have to be able to defend people without hand-checking, and that's her problem is a little bit inconsistent. She admittedly got off to a lot better start earlier in the year, and of course, that probably also has something to do with the strength of schedule. But going forward, I think you're going to continue to see 10, 11, 12 players get 10, 15, 20 minutes because really, until you figure out who you can bring off the bench with that second unit, you got to continue to run them all out there because nobody's really proving at this point that they deserve or don't deserve. They're not playing bad. They're all playing good. It's just not really, one's not really playing better than the other. Talking Michigan State women's
0: basketball here with Nathan Stearns on Impact 89FM WDBM East Lansing. Sneak the legal in. Thanks for coming. Uh, Michigan State will take on Florida State on Thursday in the Big Ten ACC Challenge from Tallahassee. That game's at 8 p.m. Nate, I know we could talk women's basketball forever with you. If you don't mind, could we flip the script to some football stuff? Oh, let's do it.
3: Uh, I am ready to go.
0: Obviously, you were at the game with me last night covering Michigan State's win over Maryland. uh, Barely a win over Maryland. Um, I want to get to some big-picture stuff with you, and I know we talked a lot about it yesterday. Um, I want to touch on something that we've talked about on this show here for many weeks, and as you keep adding to the case of for or against as you play these games, uh, as I mentioned earlier, Mark D'Antonio, his 12th, Bull appearance with Michigan State in 13 years. When you look at this season or even the legacy of Mark D'Antonio, and we listened to the press conference yesterday and some things he said in there, are, are you leaning more on the side now of, look, it's it's a 6-6 six and six season, it's unacceptable, it's time for Mark to step aside, or do you look at this as being a down year in a bigger picture uh, for a program that needs to maybe do a little bit of retooling, but
3: you still want Mark at the helm? I want Mark at the helm, but he's got to get rid of these offensive minds. And the problem is when you don't get rid of these offensive people like Dave Warner and Brad Salem after last year, you begin to contemplate mediocrity, you accept mediocrity, and that's what's evidenced when Mark D'Antonio goes to the presser and gets in front of the mic and says that beating Maryland is a program win. Going 6-6 and and beating a 3-8 and football team should not be a program win. And going out in front of the media and saying we have not come out flat in any game this year is a <laughs> bald faced and utter lie. Yep. You are deluding yourself, Mark. You are absolutely deluding yourself. I don't know what losing to Michigan forty-four to ten or losing to Wisconsin 38 to nothing is an example of, of, other than coming out flat. I think this team needs a retooling of expectations. This team should not be content to go six and six every year. They talked to Brian Lewerke after the game. I think it was Solari, Graham Couch, among others and Lewerke said, yeah, but we achieved the minimum standard, which is to go to a bowl game here. Is that where we're at right now, the minimum standard? Because for me as a fan, or for me as a reporter, it's not good enough. It can't be Next good question. enough. question. It cannot be good enough. Okay? He, and j- him referring to that as a program win, him getting his players $4 bucket hats with the term program win on them drives me up a wall. Because you go from beating Baylor in the Cotton Bowl to, You go from beating Stanford in the Rose Bowl to this, a three and eight football team when two of their wins are against Howard and Rutgers. Are you kidding me? That's a program win for you. That's the level we shrunk to. Well, next question. That's the best. I love that drop. That's so funny. But
1: I want to. I want to quick chime in on something because I agree with you a thousand percent. Um I'm talking to my dad yesterday watching this game and I'm thinking this team does not deserve to go to a bowl game. No. And now I'm not going to sit here and you know any and my dad says to me he's like calm down, you know, if you win 6 games you deserve to go to a bowl game. That's how it works. And but I and and I'm like to a certain extent you're right on the flip side what expectations are we holding ourselves to, you know? It's Michigan State football. It's not Rutgers or Maryland or, you know, I it's, it's just to me it's kind of baffling because Six wins in a lot of programs is a successful season. Not here. I wouldn't say it's unsuccessful, but it's definitely not up to par. And that's just kind of where I'm at with it. I, I, I'm excited to go watch this team if they're if they're playing in Detroit. I'll be there. But I, I just don't, you know. It, it's, it's to 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 use a Collinsism. There's no juice. There's just no juice with this team.
0: Yeah, it, it's 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 tough. And I I think the thing where I kind of get tripped up on as I look, you know, where this program was. Before Mark D'Antonio, and maybe I'm playing, maybe I'm doing what the what Michigan Wolverine fans love to do, and living in the past of what this program used to be, as to where we are now. Because I, I I look at you know John L. Smith of having three you know ridiculous losing records and not making a bowl game since his first year at Michigan State in 2003 until when Mark D'Antonio came in here uh, in 2007. So I, I I just it's hard for me to want mark to jump ship and i i i get it you know you go seven and six in 2018 uh and now you're six and six here you could go six and seven you could go seven and six again i get that it's not the standard but i have to like be realistic of you know look where we came from i i i I see Mark D'Antonio as a guy who's taking your team to an 11 and two, an 11 and three, a 13 and one, and another 11 and two, a 12 and two season, a 10 and three, and Big Ten championships that other programs aren't winning. And I just think it's almost an overreaction to say that he has to go. Uh, but I, I will say that there are definitely things that I'm starting to question about uh, the way he's running his program. You know, for example, you you shuffle the deck and. You know, you're going to end up with the same record as last year, hopefully, if you're lucky. And, you know, you look at your quarterback play in Brian Lewerke, who. I will say, too, on the offense side of the ball, Dave Warner as a guy you took from being the OC to the quarterback's coach has done this kid the biggest disservice that possible. I'm surprised. He should have transferred out of here, honestly. I That's how little respect they have for Dave Warner. Jim Bowman, as well, as I said earlier in the show, the offensive line is so bad, it's comical, and that falls on him. He doesn't recruit. You hear that in every report about this guy. He, he can't recruit. He hasn't turned out. Pros like Wisconsin doesn't. I get their offensive lineman factory, but that's just the bottom line. So, you know, if you have to make changes in this off season, uh, you know Nate. For you, who is the first guy to go, or or who are the specific guys that have to go, or is or is. Would you you be confident if it's another season of this coaching set that they figure things out, or do changes have to
3: be made? Changes absolutely 100% have to be made. There is absolutely and utterly no excuse for anybody, maybe with the exception of Mark Staten, to have employment at Michigan State University after this football season. That's at the point I'm at. That's at the point I'm at, because we have to stop pretending that this is a one-year thing. This is a four or five year thing going on when the offense was 80th, 90th, 100 out of 130 teams under Dave Warner. I don't have the specific statistics with me, but they were not good and they have not been good for a very long time. And who's been in charge? Dave Warner. (laughs) Dave Warner, Brad Salem, Jim Bowman. They've all been around, and it's been the same 6-6 and mediocre garbage that's been festering on this campus. The only thing that's kept us afloat is the defense. Can you imagine if we had a bad defense where we would be right now? It's a scary, scary, scary thought. And I understand what you're saying about Mark having 11, 12, 13 wins, and that's why I'm willing to give him a shot. But it's his loyalty, I think, that's running this program into the ground. And when you start putting people... Above the football program. This is not an I. This is a team and this is a me. The best people have to be in charge. It's the same. If you're thinking about this from a football aspect, once you start putting coaches' egos, once you start putting the personality of coaches above the brand of winning, and once you start sacrificing winning, which should be the end goal for people, then you have a problem. You have a very big problem. And for me, you ask what specific people. Other than Mark Staten, I don't I don't think anybody here should be employed because I've seen very little from Brad Salem that deserves that he deserves a reprieve. Dave Warner ran this program into the ground with the offense, and Laworke didn't look any better. In fact, maybe he looked worse. I don't know. He wasn't great. He was terrible against Maryland yesterday. He he had his bright spots, but he tried the first quarter and a half to give that game away. And Like you said, Jim, Jim Bowman, I could go on a 20 minute rant about him alone, but I think it's revealing when you rotate in so many different offensive linemen and it's the same fundamental mistakes. You're not picking up blitzes, miss blocks, miss blocking assignments. You have Luke Campbell coming back. You have AJ Acuri coming back, Matt Allen. You have all three centers that you started that started multiple games coming back. You have JD Duplaine coming back. You have Matt Carrot coming back. They have seven, eight linemen coming back that started last year. And they all made the same rudimentary, day one, fundamental mistakes. And that's an attribute of coaching. If your coaches don't hold you to a higher standard, you can't blame the players if they're never punished for making the same mistakes. You have to put it into action. And you have to prove that there are going to be consequences if you do not live up to the Michigan State standard. And right now, I think it's a lot of finger-wagging in the locker room. How many guys have we seen actually lose playing time on the back end of the secondary when they're getting torched. How many offensive linemen have gotten pulled out? Yes, they've gotten pulled out, but it's been because of injury. It's not right. been because of lackluster performance. So there needs to be a complete retooling on the offensive side of the ball.
0: Definitely a conversation that I want to revisit, especially after this bowl game. Wherever Michigan State lands, It's we're going to have to do a, a kind of a a powwow here and, and we'll have some discussion there I do want to move into some bigger picture college football stuff and I will pose the question as this because I look at uh, you watched the Ohio State Michigan game yesterday and by the way oh, P.U. yeah I I don't I don't want to be Michigan state fan that is now gonna like sit on here and make fun of Michigan because I don't really care that much um there was no one that could sell me that Michigan was gonna hang in the game at all and I think the fact that Michigan fans every year, We'll do the Ryan Collins mental gymnastics of. This is the year we're better this year. I love too, someone made a comment on social media yesterday about how, you know, all the, the excuse train that is Michigan football of how, you know, it's it's Shea Patterson's and in and, and Harbaugh's first year when that whole thing started to go on and you go, well, it's Ryan Day and Justin Fields' first year. And they did a pretty good job together. So it is it is ridiculous and Michigan football
2: stinks. The thing about growing up in the state of Michigan, and Nate can say this better than any of us, because he lived in the Ann Arbor area. There's something about the program that everyone else in the country just dislikes. It's not just Michigan State fans and Ohio State fans. They hold themselves to a certain level that their program like, isn't at. Other than 1997, you really look in the modern era of college football, and they haven't really done a whole lot. Yeah. And, 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 they, and when Jim Harbaugh gets asked yesterday at a press conference – why are you? What's the difference between Ohio State and Michigan? And he can't even answer that. <laughs> like, buddy, there's a difference. It's called talent and just a will to win. Yep. M- Michigan does not have the talent to compete with Ohio State, which is fine that most teams in the country don't have the talent to compare with the Ohio States, the Clemsons, the Alabamas. But don't act like you do. Exactly. Just, just don't act like you do, Ooh. and people won't get on
1: you. Michigan? About getting
2: smoked. Every year to Ohio State.
1: Michigan football in general is just so entitled. They just think they're so. Like, you, you gotta win, dude. You got, at some point you gotta win. This Ohio State Michigan rivalry. It's not. Uh, it's, it's not a rivalry. It, that's, no. That, that, that that's exactly so where I was going. I was like, in order for it to be a rivalry, you gotta win more than one
3: out of fifteen. Exactly. This is ridiculous. You have the entitlement level of Alabama on the trophy case of Vanderbilt. That's the problem. That's the problem. I wouldn't go that far. Brady Hoke has won one more BCS game than Jim Harbaugh has. Yeah. Brady Hoke's won a Sugar Bowl. What's Jim Harbaugh giving you? One Citrus Bowl berth? Congratulations. That's crazy. The, that is
1: nuts. That's a he, good stat right there. If
2: Harbaugh's going to leave, which I don't think he... No, no. no they're never going to fire him. And he's actually done a decent job at Michigan. He did a decent job this year. This team looked dead before the Notre Dame game. And after that, they kind of picked it up. But... If he wants to leave for the NFL and get out of the, like Michigan and don't be held accountable for this, this is the year he does it.
0: It's just, it's just, I, I, it's just funny because I think the thing with Michigan fans in general is you know I I'm a guy that respects history, but it was just funny to see like Ohio State tweeted something about like their record uh, after like historical events like since the television has been introduced. In, in the world. Ohio State's like forty eight and forty one against like Michigan hangs their head on on records of where they were they were inviting schools to over to teach them how to play football before there was a forward pass yeah. in the nineteen and they beat they beat, they beat the Michigan school for the deaf by a hundred points. Like that's what they that's where a lot of their program wins come from. But the bottom line is if you're a Michigan fan, and again I don't want to spend too much time on this because I do want to get into more of Ohio State and who the, the top dogs are in this college football season. But if you just talk less during the year about how great your program is, no one cares as much. People love to throw it in right. your face because you come in, and for whatever reason, after losing Urban Meyer, everyone goes, Michigan's the favorite to win the Big Ten. I go, how? How
1: the hell are you gonna justify that Michigan is now the favorite to win the Big Ten? Not time? to mention that Ryan Day was already a part of the Buckeyes exactly. program. It's not like they hired outside.
0: It's out, of, it's out of control. These people talk every year like it's their year. If you guys, time, if you put your if you put your <laughs> ceiling at that, yeah, we'll be a two-three loss team. Fine, and you meet expectations every year. You're not a national program anymore. No one cares about you. And when you lose, when you win one game in the last. 15 years against this team they're not afraid to play you guys they don't care they know they're gonna beat you every year because as Justin Fields says it's the same reason why Michigan loses to Michigan State with better teams they don't show up to play they don't care as much they're not as prepared they're not as intense They, they, they they walk around with the block M and we this is Michigan and they don't win anything
2: ever I, I was saying this during when we were in the press spots and we were talking about it. They were honoring the 1969 team for the Michigan Wolverines. Woo! And yeah. It, like, good for them. That, that, that They should honor them. It's been, yeah. you know, what, 50 years? Like, yeah, go ahead. But at the same time, if Michigan is ever going to, like, come back to being, like, competing for maybe a playoff berth or getting to Indianapolis, they need to lose this whole, like, nostalgic of – the
3: team, the team, the team, the Michigan. Man. I hate that. No, no, so they've got they it really better do, than us. Really Everybody, do. with yeah. the exception of rockers in Maryland and Illinois.
2: No, but like I get it. You can have that in the background. You could still enjoy that and love that, like all those glory days of Bo, just like beating Ohio State, beating your rivals, going to Rose Bowl and stuff like that. But at the same time, these kids come to Michigan so entitled. Like, and, and I don't think they're like. Disrespecting anyone, they're just told they're the greatest thing since slice sliced bread. Yeah. Literally, once they get to campus, yeah. you're like, and it's- you know how great it is to be a Michigan Wolverine. If I'm the next yeah. torch of Michigan, or if I'm Harbaugh, I'm like, it's not great to be a Michigan Wolverine right yeah. now. Well, we, we have are, to make it how, great. Yeah. How about, how, yeah, let's make it great. Let's go to Indianapolis, yes. Or in the Mission State, exactly. Michigan State, yep. Michigan State, Penn State, and Ohio State have been there. Like and we
0: Northwestern has
3: been there. Yeah. Northwestern. Yeah, Michigan like that,
0: Michigan literally has not Michigan has not won a Big Ten title since my mom was still wiping my rear end. <laughs>
2: And, oh, yeah, no, and, that's insane. You know, and you
0: know who has won it since then? Michigan State's won it three times. Penn State's won it. Wisconsin's won it. Like you, die- it, it, whatever. It's just it's it's comical. And if you're if you're a Michigan State fan and you bother to like go on Twitter and fight with Michigan fans about it, you're just wasting your time. They're delusional. They'll never change.
2: No, and but it just... Michigan State fans are delusional. They, now. Well, yes. Yeah, yes. yeah. Michigan State fans on Twitter have gotten like very bad. Like you you see tweets of my buddy. I like. I, I love John L I, I love chirp and John L. Smith, but like don't compare him to Marte Antonio yeah. <laughs> or like it's just like if we go sits and sits, that's fine. Do you remember what John L. did? like there's no like happy medium in the Michigan say Twitter community yeah, right. but
0: I, I I do want to wrap this into a bigger point As we, now we've gotten it out of our system. No I, Ohio State is out of control. I don't know if there's any team that scary. can beat them. They're scary. So my question to you, Nathan, and we could open up to the floor before we move on to other things today. You look at if you're the committee now, Alabama loses, uh, you have four spots to fill. I think we'd all agree it's Ohio State, it's LSU, it's Clemson. And my two part question is one to you, Nate, is anyone beating Ohio State? And two, who is that fourth team
3: in your opinion right now? Oh, good question. First part, no. Ohio State is not even LSU. Shot. Not even LSU. At this point, I don't think so, because that back half of LSU's secondary is not good. Their defense is not good. And I will be completely honest with you. They've had some men in the past. They've gone to the college football playoff in the past, and I think any reasonable human being can make the argument that they are better now than they ever have been. They're not just beating teams. They are wiping the floor with everybody that they've played. Everybody. I think the closest game in conference that they played was that 28-17 to 17 win against Penn State. Everybody else, they've just run off the field. And your second part question, I if Utah beats Oregon, that's a team I think you have to look at. I think Alabama losing to Auburn, you stick a fork in them. But that would be really, as someone who is going to, I don't want to say I'm happy that Alabama's going to be out. But get some new blood in the college football playoff, man. Everybody's sick of the Alabama Clemson show. It was like the same thing where I stopped watching the NBA finals because it was Cleveland and Golden State every year. Give me Ohio State. Give me Utah. Give me LSU. Give me something new. I mean, if Utah wins, they have a one-loss. I mean, you're a one-loss team, and you're a Pac-12 champion. That's who I'd put in. Can we talk about how bad the ACC has been the past couple of years? Oh, the Coastal's a joke. It's, uh, it's the
2: Coastal's incredible. horrific. It's literally—no one talks about it. Everyone wants to Maybe talk Notre about— Notre Dame. Get them over there. No, everyone talks about like how bad the Big Ten West has been. No one talks about how bad the ACC Coastal's been. I think this year, with Virginia winning it, it's the seventh year in a row it's been the same team. Like The fact that Miami, Florida State are down that like hurts it. I understand that. And North Carolina— is kind of rebuilding, but like it is so. Like Clemson did not have one difficult conference game this whole year. That's unbelievable to think about.
0: Incredible.
2: I still think they're a good enough team to no, warrant them. Are. Like they'll,
0: they'll compete in the they'll compete in the end.
2: No, no. I, but I, I think agree they're, with you. They're, they're their resume terrible. There's one. They're one of those teams. They'll get in the they'll get in the playoff. They're either gonna get blown out or they're gonna blow someone exactly. out. Exactly. Like there's yep. no amb- They won't play in a close game. They won't because, like, the adversity they've seen all year, it's either them being super high or, like, it's going to be super low. But I'm a big Trevor Lawrence. I actually kind of like Clemson going in this playoff. No one's talking about Clemson. I'm that's, saying, yeah, you're right. No, no one's talking about him. They you're got right. T. Higgins still. They got, they got Trevor, Travis Etienne. They got some dudes, dudes. And they have a sweet Paul logo. So I like Clemson.
1: Nice. That's, you, that's great analysis. Do you like the Paul logo, Trent? I do. That's
0: the, that's the basis why love Collins loves yep. them. The, I yeah. do.
1: I love it. I think the it's logo. great. Except uh, my high school, Granville High School, shameless plug. Uh, w- actually, it was middle school. Our biggest rival was a, a, a city shameless called plug. Genes- I don't know. Just, uh, like plug in it. the school, Geneson, uh The Jenison Wildcats use the same logo. So one, one of the worst.
0: Uh, one of the worst hockey teams I've ever played in my entire Geneson? life. By the way, Geneson. Yeah, they yeah. stink at uh, everything. Really bad. It's awesome. Uh, no disrespect to Genes- Geneson, uh alums, but. Either way, uh, we have a still, <laughs> unfortunately, or fortunately, if you if you love the show as much as we do, we have a lot to do still. Uh, we will obviously be talking college football playoff. We need to do a legitimate just college football show. Maybe we'll we'll put that on the slate for now because there's a lot of things to talk about. You can check out SRZ. Yeah, I'm, I'm not trying saying to slight I, no, the podcast. I'm, I'm saying on this show
2: we need to do a legitimate show okay, yeah. dedicated to college football. we got to get on track, though. We're a little behind schedule. Yes,
0: very, very out of track. We are trying to get back on track. Nathan Stearns, thank you for being here. Thank you, guys. I D- appreciate double it. Double duty today. Uh, quick break here. We have the Sparty Awards. Don't worry. We did not forget. I know it usually comes at noon and is now a half hour past noon. Uh, quick break, though. If you want to join the show, 517-432-3893 is the number, 517 884 8989. If you want to text us or tweet us at WDBM Sports using the hashtag GW Report, we'll be right back, folks. You're listening to the Green and White Report. Welcome back to the Green and White Report. We're grooving and moving here on a Sunday. Prince is amazing.
1: Love I Prince. Never really
0: got into Prince. Probably should listen to my parents love Prince.
1: Prince is unreal. Everyone dude. loves Prince, I guess. Oh, he's awesome. Which is the thing. May he rest in peace. Better than Michael Jackson. Oh, wow. That's
0: like a, oh, I want to shout out your LeBron and MJ pieces up. I haven't oh, yeah. been able to get yeah. to it yet reading-wise because that's a long... It's very long. Very, very, long. Very, very long. Um, oh, Collins was Collins getting on here. Uh-oh. I'm expecting I a rebuttal.
2: Was, no, I'm not, nothing a rebuttal. I read it. I was just laughing because I know you were just stewing at home. You are just like... Someone like said MJ was better to LeBron, and you were like, "Know what? I'm gonna write a
1: six thousand word essay on <laughs> it." It was six thousand words. Was it actually? Yeah, I, oh, My I, God. It was. It was six thousand, like forty two words.
0: I'm gonna read it all. Uh, but check that I out. I put
1: more work into that than I've ever put into anything score related ever.
0: Good. You should. It's not. That's not. That's not, <laughs> not a great. Not a it's great in, brag. It's important. You're doing God's work. Okay. It is time for
2: the Sparty Awards. I'm gonna let you know we do not have the voice trackers in, so.
0: It, What's it, it, wrong so, with the
2: voice tracker? I, yeah. It's never our fault. It, no, it's, only, it it's always ah, my the, fault. The intro's no, so I, good. What, Collins, we don't have the intro. No, wait. Wait. Hold on. Hold on. We're touching with gas. Touching with gas. Touching with gas. I'm
1: holding. We, we got to fill time gas. here.
0: What should we talk about? Should love your such... shirt.
1: I, I I actually meant to say that earlier. Thank, Thank you. Absolutely love it. I think I. Oh, there it is.
3: Ladies and gentlemen the green and white report is proud to present this week's edition of the sparty awards brought to you by impact sports now here are your hosts ryan rabinowitz and julian mitchell
0: thank you thank you no julian today i'm an impromptu julian yes julian's friend (laughs) trent accepting (laughs) on his behalf thanks for finding
2: that collins no problem. That's, it's only my job. The excuse train was
0: coming out. And then
1: he's like, I, just what? What? I completely forgot. Maybe I'll bear down. Okay. It's only my job. That was great.
0: Sparty Awards here. Worst college visitors. Uh, whether your friends, they're not your friends, the people that come up to visit you at school, whether it be Michigan State or any school, Well, obviously you just in the context of Michigan State, uh, the people you just can't stand. They're a, they're a bother. They're annoying, aggravating. Um, I'll kick it off here. With worst college visitors, uh, do you have any food, guy? I remember I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna boss my or, or sewer. I, I'm not gonna sewer my friends from U of M that came up a couple weeks ago, but they called us when we're we're, we're getting ready to go, getting ready to tailgate. They called us, go, hey, do you guys have any breakfast food? And we're like, uh, <laughs> no. like we got a couple like, of eggs. Uh, excuse me, we got a couple of eggs. we like, oh, can we, like, can we eat some food when we come over? And it's like, look, I'm, you know, I try to be hospitable. I, I always treat my friends the right way, but like, can you stop at McDonald's for three dollars? Like, really? I, I, I'm not. I, it's hard enough for me to find the money to buy myself food. I'm not gonna make you a five course meal when you come visit. Nor should you. So don't be. Oh. Do you have any? Oh, exactly. That's yeah. Not- you, you might have, have to do food? that after all of these. You might have e- to. Can I have some eggs? Do you have any, like, like what, Digging through the pantry?
2: Like I, I get, like, what they're doing, but, like, it's the worst when you're, like, you've already ate, and he's, like, hey, do you want to go, like, grab some food? When they, no. like, first come on Friday, I'm, like, oh, I just spent $7.50 on, like, Little Caesars. I don't yeah. want to go out again. But at the same time, you're, like... I am your host. I have to entertain right, you
1: exactly. Yeah. Oh my that, god, that guy
2: stinks. That That's guy tough. stinks out loud.
1: I'm gonna start mine with. Uh, this is okay. So the, the, I this is specific to my place. We got a hot tub, hey. and people come and like they're like, "You got a towel I can use?" And look, <laughs> I I I will absolutely lend a guy a towel if right. I have one, right? But I don't. <laughs> I <stink. laughs> Thank right. you, Carlos. Thank you. Um, but like, look, like when when the when the guys come up, you know, we're all it's one big brotherhood. We're good, like whatever. Right. You can use my towel. I don't care. I'm not like an, I always shower after the hot tub, anyways, because I don't want to be itchy. Right. But it's like, come on, like I, I, after after two minutes and and three people dry off with this towel and it's now it's soaking gross. wet yeah. and we're now outside and it's starting to. It's starting to crystallize and freeze because it's 12 degrees outside. That that (laughs) to me is just not acceptable. I was Um,
0: just always someone who, growing up, like my mom, like taught me, like you know, when you you know come prepared, bring your own towel. Like if, if someone offers, like you know, I have my own. I brought my own sunscreen. Well, yeah, uh, the I'll, thing
1: I'll, is, uh, oh, sorry, I want no, to I want to wrap that into
0: and again I want to preface this by saying Trent and I are good guys. So, like, if you need to borrow stuff, we'll let you borrow it, of course. But uh, guys that like want to wear my clothes when we go out, well, you have like a flannel I can wear, like <laughs> I mean, absolutely it's the same, it's not. The same thing, yeah. It, it's the oh, same brother, thing. <laughs> <this guy's laughs> I mean, it's, seriously, it's like yeah. No, that, that's all. Who does that? Wait, what? Yeah, you have I got who do that. Yeah, and I think it's because we're so close to where it's like, oh, like you want to wear like, you want like, my boots or like you you don't have like a good shirt to go out in. But
2: at just at the same time, it's Whoa, like, Oh, that's that's a little too far. I get like you're told like they don't have like warm clothes They're like hey, I'll sauce you a sweatshirt. Yeah, the whole it's, idea it's, like you know. hey, buddy, those boots don't look good. I hey, I got a I got a good pair of wind tips upstairs I can oh, get for you. Yeah, yeah but... right. You're Either welcome. Way.
1: I guess my next one would be. I had an incident a couple weeks ago. We had some visitors. They were not my visitors. They were my roommates' visitors. But nonetheless, they were people from my high school, and I enjoyed their company. However, some of them, when we take part in fun activities, activities just get a little too obnoxious, and they break things. And that, to me, is just unacceptable. Yeah. Preach it, Collins. You're preaching to the choir. It's just like don't come into my apartment and be a bull in a china shop and break yeah. stuff be respectful yeah, like come on oh, be respectful <laughs> you can do it again
0: <laughs> you can keep
2: rolling I, I literally just might roll it like the whole time but i will say that this might be a little different the best is when someone visits you and they just get belligerently drunk make a huge mess and then leave at like seven in the morning yeah. you wake up and i'm like man, yeah, you oh, gotta clean it up I I always feel bad because I come to the and white report and do this and I just kind of leave the mess for my roommates and I always feel super bad about it. Uh, but at the at the same time, you're doing big boy things. Not not really, but at the same time, like the guy who like leaves at seven in the morning after like smearing a little Caesar's pizza on my refrigerator, I right. get a little triggered about.
0: Yeah, I will I will piggyback that with one of mine. It, I wanted to do do it last, but you brought up a good point. Contrary to the guy that leaves at seven a.m., the please go home guy, to where it's two p.m. and you're like, oh my god, he's still here, yes. like asleep on the couch, all and it's it, it's it's, the, it's the worst when it's like one of your roommates' all friends. All right. <laughs> and you come down the stairs, yeah. and you're just trying to go about your day. Yeah. You... And you're trying to walk around in your underwear, and you got your your roommate's friend has been laying on the couch, and it's now one thirty in the afternoon. And he is
1: now a beached whale on
0: Sunday. And you're like, dude, like we're trying to clean up around you. Like there's things going on. I would like to leave the house today, but I can't if you're here. Can you please go home?
1: Yes. Right. And like
0: it's like ten, eleven o'clock is when you gotta start packing it up. Yes. At the most,
1: especially when we have this thing that we do called the Green and White right. Report. No,
2: I will say this. I think the like the maximum time you can stay is at like especially in the fall after the one o'clock games of like NFL football. If you're still around, like right, if four- you're
0: awake and watching though, if you're just sleeping through it, like I need you out. Oh, he, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that's
1: the thing. I mean, if you're if you're active and you're going to be a contributing yeah. member of my my apartment yeah. or house, I don't mind
0: spending time then, with you. Then
2: stay. No, but, the ba- I I this, I'm not trying to step on anyone's toes. But the best is the people who are like, okay, wh- do you care if we stay? And they bring like four extra people. Yeah, yeah. you're like, geez, dude, yeah. come on. I, my
0: buddy needs a spot to stay too. Oh sure, yeah. And there's three other guys that show and, up,
2: and no, and that buddy's never there. He's like going out with someone else, and he's like. You're you're like trying to go to oh, bed at one Oh, Good
0: piggyback. I let I me mean, can we segue that? Yeah. Uh guy that disappears. And now you're awake until three AM waiting for Johnny oh. to come home from the bar. You have no idea where he is. Absolute his, joke. His phone's off. Absolute joke. You can't find his location and you're like, dude, where you at? It's three AM. I'm waiting for you to come home so I
1: can lock the door, and you have no idea where this guy is. Well terrible. That is terrible. I'll <laughs> co sign that. Um, that kind of wraps into one of mine, so I'll skip Good, to my yeah, last. We'll I'll, I'll just skip to my last one here. Um, I uh, this this to me, and I put this last because this is the all-time worst for me personally. Maybe it's because I take a lot of pride in the school I go to. Maybe it's because I just don't like negativity, as we all know yeah. from the MoTown Rundown and all the fun we have on there. But the people who come to this campus and say that they don't like it. I don't like campus. Yeah. It's too big. There's too many people. I'm like, i like, yeah. shut up! I gotta I don't need to, I don't need to hear that. Like yeah. this, this place is beautiful. Yep. This See, place yeah. is beautiful. And if you don't like it, you're a terrible human being.
0: Oh, yeah. Guys. See, I I agree. Are people that are gonna come here and like criticize the football program? It's like, dude, you don't even like. Shut up. Go home then. Don't need you.
1: Yeah. Like you're hilarious. I don't
2: get that often, but I I hear you. I know what you're saying. I th- that is annoying because when we went to Michigan, I made sure I was like. I'm gonna compliment the stuff I like, and not yes, mention the stuff I I'm don't not, I'm like. I'm
1: not walking around
2: trashing Ann Arbor, even I d- though I, I hate do. it there. I do, I do that. Well, no, I, no, no, I did yeah, it yeah, to discreetly. Yeah, discreetly, yeah. I do it. No, but like you get the guys like, well, Conrad's is trash, and then I'm like, try. I'm, I have people like holding me back. I'm like, okay, come at me. Come <laughs> at me. Say that to my face one more time. Come at See me. what happens. My yep. next one, um,
0: guy that needs a ride everywhere. Oh, my word. The parking situation up here is tough as it is because, like, it's hard to get cars parked because everyone gets towed. Even on your own property, sometimes you end up getting towed. Uh, but, you know, oh, I, I got to go see my friend. He's at uh can you drop me off at Phi at, at Apple Pie and to go see my buddy? And then can you pick me up later? Phi Apple and, Pie. And hey, I'm at the bar. Like, it's so just funny. like, dude, we're not, like, I, I appreciate you coming up. But I'm not your chauffeur. Like,
2: figure it out. Walk, Uber, something. You know what I mean? It shouldn't be on my dime when you're up here. No, the worst. That is the. Just like the trem de la trem of the (laughs) worst people coming up here. I got to meet up with my buddy or I got to meet up with that. Like, then go do it. Don't ask me to be a part so of it. I don't, don't want to hang out with right. your weird friends. Yeah.
0: So then I'm
1: basically your hotel room for the yeah, weekend exactly, while you go. Yeah. Just come and, and go as say, you please. I will say, again, I don't
0: want to sewer anyone, but the the group of girls that I have from high school that come up, they're notorious for that. They come up, and they're like, oh, yeah, like what are you guys doing today? And I know they don't care what we're doing, and I oh, know no they don't want to see us because we're ha- – I'm like, oh, yeah, we're tailgating our backyard. We got food. We got drinks. We got games. We got – we." Got- Anything you could want, but they're busy at the frats all day long. And then they go to the frats and they fall asleep somewhere else, someone else's house, and they wake up and they go get dinner and then they we end up going out. We're like, Where are you at? You're not at the pregame. And then it like long story short, it's like it's like one thirty in the morning, hey like, like where are you guys at? We wanna see you. And they
2: come over and they fall asleep. Yeah. No, you don't. Yeah, you, don't. you don't
0: care to see me like it was a hotel room that's a good way to put it you
1: just, just no no don't. they
2: wanted to go to pike in blackout before like <laughs> 1130.
0: <laughs> right exactly oh,
1: pike
2: do you have any more I don't you're all I my last
0: one here is again I'm saying this as a 21 year old um people that come over and just drink all your alcohol like it, it, if I'm if I'm 30 something years old 40 something years old and I'm entertaining people at my house I'm not going to make you pay for the food. You know, I'll have drinks available for you guys. Don't worry about it. I'm making money. Yes. But again, I struggle to feed myself during some weeks. If you're going to come visit me, again, you know, I don't mind throwing you a couple beers here and there, but for you to just come over and just immediately start going through the fridge or the freezer and grabbing booze and just drinking up, how, like however much you want, and you're not going to pay me for it. At a certain point, it's it it gets tough steps. because everyone knows, you know, it it, it is college. I'm not a, I'm not an alcoholic. I promise, of course not. But, but let's it,
1: not act like alcohol isn't expensive. Like right. that's what it we it's, it's very it's expensive, money. especially when you're
2: getting the honey, like TV over ah, there. Yeah, yep. <laughs> <Off> <laughs> yeah. Off the record, we won't go. The we won't. Record. We won't go too far in depth about that. <laughs> off but. the record. No, but that is the worst. Like, hey, buddy like come on
1: yeah like, yeah, like, like, like come come on. can you bring something no, or that's can, like, you, can no, you go that's get like,
2: something it's
0: the most awkward conversation to have too it's like hey do you guys have any beers and you're like uh do you want yeah. a venmo you are like <laughs> no but i don't i've never wanted to be like hey like yeah if you'll pay me i just hope that you get when i'm like um like yeah i got a couple in the fridge like we can go get
2: booze yeah but like no. they're like oh no i'll just have some of these it's like no, the you worst. Stink. No, no, it's no. Like, okay. Actually, no. The worst part of like any visitor, they should know you just need to bring like stuff. Like, be prepared yeah. to bring a to Like, you bring a pillow. You always bring a pillow, and then you bring like a blanket or something like that. And then, if you're gonna drink, you bring booze or you bring money for booze. Because I, I, I have no tolerance for getting a Venmo like request the next day. Or it's like, like I went up to Michigan. And something like that. This didn't happen because I brought my own stuff. But like imagine like you take two beers and you get like a Venmo request from your buddy. Exactly. I have bu- yeah. I have buddies yep. who do that. Yeah. And I'm like guys yeah. Yeah, like no, guys, I, I, I literally had two beers. I'm yeah. not venmoing
0: you. Yeah, seriously, I, I I agree. That's it's a scummy move. And it's not, a, not fine it it's a fine line. a Not surprised it happened in Ann Arbor. Not surprised it happened in Arbor. And one, yes. of, one last of thing,
1: yeah. one last thing that I got here about this is just like, look, I, I'm such a. If you scratch my back, I'll scratch yours. Like if it's gonna even out, and I know, and I'm right. confident that it's gonna even out at some point in time, then sure, have some. And I my friends are good about that. Yeah. I will say that. My if, if
0: I you know if I go over there, they, they take care of me. But it's just like it's just frustrating but every Sometimes.
1: now and then you run into that wall where it's a it's a friend of a friend or it's a yeah, friend who I, you know is you know, not i here.
0: had a tailgate one of the tailgates i had earlier this year i invited a couple buddies and they just show up with like there's like
1: 15
0: dudes with them and it's like and like they're eating our pulled pork it's like i dude like i don't know who you are that's like that's the cause for me to start swinging like yes. i don't know who you yeah. are get out of my
1: house <laughs> cause for me to start swinging
0: but yeah those people are just the worst
1: not, All great. Of them. Not great. Great
0: people.
2: Sparty Awards, right there. All of them. It was much needed. I know that's a that's one where it's like you're almost going to a therapy like session. Yeah. Because that, that there's like a few things in the world that when you walk out of your room and you see someone like you barely know doing something on your couch. Yeah. That gets you more upset. You're like, mm.
0: yeah. exactly. All I want exactly. to be doing
2: right now is watching Disney Plus on this TV and this. M- MF. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah, this guy, you're just so mad for like no reason, even though it's like the smallest little thing. Yeah, but you're, you're just so, yeah. you're enraged. And
0: your roommates who's hosting, he's like, hey man, what's up? You're like, what's up, dude? Like, you're all right? Yeah, I'm fine. What's going on? Like, to get your buddy out of the house.
2: Yeah I will say this. I, I live with all the guys like basically I went to high school with and the one guy I didn't go to high school with never has visitors. Shout out Mitch for just not having enough friends, I guess. But <laughs> <laughs> but like I know everyone who like usually visits at like my apartment yeah, or something. Me too. So I'll say something to them, but at the same time I'm like buddy. You shouldn't have to. Show some respect.
0: Yeah. Yep. I agree. Well, that's it. Worst college visitors, that's the Sparty Awards. Uh pretty good one today. That was good. It's it's hard to come up with content like that. So Transfer Party Awards. Congratulations.
1: Thank you. It's a good time.
0: Uh we do have one more thing to do today. It is NFL and the NFL picks. So stay tuned with us right here. If you want to join the show, 517-432-3893 is the number. 517 884 8989 Text us, tweet us at WDBM Sports. Using the hashtag G W Report, we'll be right back, folks. About fifteen minutes left today on Sunday. You are listening to the Green and White. Welcome back to the Green and White Report. Grooving today, Sister groovy. Sledge, baby, a little groovy. That's probably the only song they ever had, though.
1: Yeah, yeah, it yeah. is. I, 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 don't no disrespect to the Sister Sledge, but yeah,
2: I don't even know who that is. The Sister Sledge. I like I put the, the emphasis Sister on Sledge. the.
1: Yes, yes. Before my time before your time
0: uh, either way 15 minutes left here on the green and white report for this sunday december 1st the 124th installment believe it or not wow i don't know if that is correct it's probably not but anyway as we <laughs> do every single week here uh it is time for some nfl talk it is time for the picks right on cue ryan collins he never skips a beat Collins will do the moderating. Trent and I will go at a head-to-head. We still have no idea anyone's record with the picks. I actually believe that I'm, like, well above 500.
1: I, I listen every week, and I think
0: you're doing I think, very good. I think, I think I'm above 500 here. But either way, it is a new day. It is a new Sunday. We will lock in here. Ryan Collins, give it to me. If we get
2: an ad during this stupid ESPN, like, NFL football that's not stupid, I will <laughs> fight someone. Just a heads up. That's okay. We're prepared okay. for it to happen. First game. will start off 1 o'clock kick in the Meadowlands. New York Giants getting 7 points at home as the Green Bay Packers come
1: into town. Snowstorm in New York. Really? Trent, go ahead. It's a snowstorm. I'm not betting against Aaron Rodgers. Don't care where it is. I hate the guy. I hate him very much, but I'm going to say Packers.
0: Is is Was Green Bay's last game against San Francisco?
2: Yeah, absolutely got dusted yeah, on Sunday night. Yeah, I think night.
0: Green Bay is going to come back hungry. They, it's not, obviously not a muscle win game uh, I trust Aaron Rodgers here. I think the Giants, in any kind of adverse conditions, is they might score zero points. Give me the Packers here with the points.
2: Okay. Kind of weird that this Nets team's a one o'clock kick. We got the San Francisco Giants heading up to Baltimore. 49ers? Yeah.
1: <laughs> San Francisco. Oh, San
2: Francisco Giants? <laughs> the Niners. Okay, I might be done moderating that <laughs> <laughs> this week. That's a, that's a tough one. The San we Francisco We got Tim Lincecum uh, in the glass it, right here. Excuse me. Sorry. <laughs> I got it under control, okay? Okay, the San Francisco 49ers head into Baltimore. Take on the hottest team in the Baltimore Ravens are minus six. The Ravens are minus
1: six? Yeah, at home. You know what? It's a lot I, of points. I, I spent the whole season, you know, I don't know if I buy the 49ers. I don't know if I buy them. When they crushed the Packers, I was like, they're here. However, I think the Ravens are unstoppable. I seriously, the Ravens rolled, they're, they're rolling everybody. I'm just, I'm Ravens. That's all I got. And we
2: talked about how cool Lamar Jackson is.
1: Very, He's cool.
0: so sick. <laughs> He's yeah. so cool.
2: cool. Very cool.
1: I, I like everything
0: you said in the first part of your analysis. Of I actually think the 49ers are the real deal now. I think the Ravens will win, but six is a lot of points. They'll find a way to keep it close. I'll take the Niners. Or Niners the, defense or is the disgusting. Giants. The Giants, as Colin says.
2: Yeah, the Giants. Yeah, whatever. Niners. But, Niners. The Niners' D is insane. Like, this, absolutely preposterously good. With like Joey Bo- not Joey Boza, Nick Boza yep. and Eric Armstead and DeForest Butner, that defensive line can flat out play against anyone. Yep. Flat out play against anyone. Next thing we got, go to Miami South Beach as the Philadelphia Eagles trying and keep pace. I think they take the division lead if they win today in the NFC East. They are getting, they are laying 10 and a half points on the road.
1: I'm going to take the Eagles because I think that Doug Peterson and just the way that this team set up. It is a very important win for the Eagles to get this win because they do, uh, like you said, Collins, neck and neck with the Cowboys right now, so I'm going to say Philly in this one.
0: The Dolphins, I take the Dolphins every now and then, and they always pretty much let me down. The Eagles should win this game, need to win this game to take the division lead, as you said. Uh,
2: Ten and a half is enough for me. I'll take the Eagles. We move to Pittsburgh as our station director, Joe Dandrin, is in attendance to watch his beloved Cleveland Browns Take on the Pittsburgh Steelers a couple weeks removed from helmet-slash-trying-to-murder-someone-on-the-field gate with Miles Derrett. The Browns are two-point favorites in Heinz Field.
1: <laughs> I am going <laughs> to... Why? Great. It, was, I, it doesn't make any I sense. I don't understand. No sense. <laughs> but, you know what? I'm going to take the Steelers because I don't think the Browns are that good. Odell Beckham Jr. has as many touchdowns this year as Jamal Adams and Adama Soo. Well, so, I'm going to take... Yeah. The Pittsburgh Steelers. I will say this, at though. Home. Pittsburgh
2: Steelers starting Duck Hodges instead of Mason, Ram- Mason Ramsey. <laughs> Mason Rudolph. <laughs> I say Mason Ramsey every time. Okay. I, I hate
0: Devlin Hodges yeah, he's because annoying. he's on Twitter every week with the Duck call thing, and I think sometimes he forgets that he's a third-string quarterback and he's not good at all. I think the Steelers' D and being at home in that environment is going to be enough I don't know if the Steelers win, but I actually will take the points here with the Steelers.
2: Move into the weird AFC South game of the week because they feel like they have one of those every single week. The Indianapolis Colts are one-point underdogs at Lucas Oil Stadium as the Tennessee Titans and Ryan Tannehill has come into town. Is Ryan Tannehill good? He's he's better than average. Smoking hot wife. Uh, well, uh, I, if you make twenty million in the NFL, you're usually—that's usually the case. Don't
0: disrespect her. I'm sure she loves him. Okay, she loves him before the month. Just like Luke Holmes's girlfriend loves him. She does. Nicole's great.
1: I'm gonna—I'm in this in this game. I—I'm just gonna go basically. I the Titans were always like you—you you don't have a second team in the NFL. You don't. You just—you just don't. You're all in on one team. We're obviously all in on Detroit. The Titans, though, growing up, I just love the logo because my name's Trent. Starts the t- I love the T, like the sword. Huh. It's I'm, a gonna, strong I'm logo. taking the Titans. It's I'm a taking strong them. Logo. I think Tannehill's playing great. I think Derek Henry's a beast, and I just think they do enough to get it done.
0: This is a very very tough matchup. I'm gonna take the uh, I'm gonna take the Titans here. I don't know what the over under is, but I would also take the under. Yeah. I feel like it's gonna be a dogfight. It might be a seven two, to six two game. Two good defenses. Yep.
2: I will take the Titans here. And we move into my favorite portion of the show every week. The Carolina Panthers host the Washington Redskins and lane 10.5 points. Nathan Stearns here for his prediction on the game.
3: Yeah, I think we cover. Go ahead. I would like to issue an ultimatum to Joey Sly. I would like to personally thank you for single-handedly throwing our playoff hopes down the drain in New Orleans. What normal kicker misses a 28-yarder and two PATs? If he makes that field goal, we beat New Orleans, you beat Washington today, you beat Atlanta next week, and you're 8-5. But instead, we're going to have another 8-8 year. We're good enough to not get a top-five pick, but not good enough to make a playoff run. Thanks, Ron Rivera. Another 8-8 year in Carolina. Woo! I'll co-sign everything
1: Stern said. I still think Christian McCaffrey is maybe the best player in football, so I'm going to go with the Panthers big. I think the Redskins stink. I think Dwayne Haskins has a terrible game today against that defense. Give me the Panthers and the points. I have
0: two rules. Don't bet against the Patriots. Don't bet against Nathan Sterns. Give me right. the Panthers.
1: That was awesome what you just said. <laughs> yeah, Joey Sly is Jack. Yeah, how on? is he a
2: kicker? He should be a fullback. He's, he's a good-looking guy. Is he? he has a nice beard, gritty. Okay. Another pathetic game in the NFL. What a brutal slate after the Thanksgiving Day games. The Cincinnati Bagels, winless, go back to Andy Dalton and are getting three points in Cincinnati as Le'Veon Bell and the New York Jets come to town.
1: Andy Dalton stinks, Le'Veon Bell doesn't.
2: Jets, they're in Cincinnati. Yes, they
0: Come are. Come on, sir. don't
1: do the mental gymnastics. And, the don't red do rifle's that. back. Andy red Dalton, Rifle.
0: Andy Dalton is back. He has a lot to prove. He's back, but they were 0-7 with him. The Jets are a strange team. I know they've kind of figured it out. But Andy Dalton leads the Cincinnati Bengals to their first and only win of the season today. Give me the Bengals.
2: Alright, wow. As Lions fans, if people like go oh, like when the Browns went 0-16. I, I felt a little, I was mad. I was like, I want
0: that. I was badge too. Of honor. I was like, no, I, no, 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 you don't. Yeah, no. yeah, you there, do. There's a method to the madness.
1: Honor. I was too, Collins. I was like, because then when we win, we can be like, we went 0-16. We're the only team that's ever been that bad. Yep. And we're true fans because we watch that crap show. Yeah. Speaking of a crap show, in Jacksonville, the Jacksonville
2: Jaguars <laughs> host the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Tampa getting, I mean, excuse me, Tampa, laying three points. In Jacksonville, as Nick Foles tries to uh, be somewhat good at football after the last couple of weeks he stunk.
1: Yeah, it, kind of a weird year for the Jaguars because they, you know, Nick Foles, and then he gets hurt, and then Garner Minshew for a little bit. They looked like a good team for a little bit. And now, not so much. Um, look, Tampa Bay is one of the weirdest teams in the whole league because all they do is turn the ball over and score points. It's, it's an anomaly because those two things don't go together, but they do. I think, I think Tampa wins. I think Tampa wins convincingly.
0: This is such a tough game for me to pick. This, the, I think the uh, Jaguars are dead to me now. Both teams come in 4-7. and seven. They're not playing for anything. I had the Jaguars to cover last week. They didn't. They're dead to me. I hate Jameis Winston. I don't know what to do. Uh, I don't know! I have no idea!
2: Give me the, uh, uh, the uh, Jaguars at home. Uh. Okay, Tony Romo, but we got <laughs> oh, we like five minutes. Know. You gotta hurry. Got hurry it up here. I don't Jim!
1: Oh, Jim! Oh, oh,
2: at University of Phoenix Stadium, the Arizona Cardinals, laying, getting three points against the Los Angeles Rams, who are flat out just not that good, even though Sean McVay is hot.
1: Sean McVay's hot Cliff Kingsbury's hotter That doesn't mean I'm going to pick The Cardinals But Let me think about this Here from a logical Standpoint I think the Los Angeles Rams have a lot more Potential to like Play well Than the Cardinals do So for that reason And that reason only And the fact that It's in Arizona and the Red Sea I think that's such An overhyped stadium By the way Whatever Great, great time out west. Whatever, I'm taking the Rams. I think they they have a pretty good game. Cooper Cup's solid. Uh, Todd Gurley solid. Golf plays okay. He outplays uh, Kyler Murray and what? They got to win by a field goal. I think I think they cover. Time is a flat circle. Jared Goff stinks again. Uh, oh,
0: that being yeah. said, I think they're a little bit better than the Cardinals. So sure, give me the Rams minus three. Whatever.
2: Drew Locke gets his first start at home today as Ram. the Los Angeles Chargers come to town. Denver Broncos are three and a half point underdogs.
1: I'm going to say Chargers and I think Chargers big and by big I mean like 10. I just love Phil Rivers
2: He's so bad though Chargers Chargers Super Chargers Chargers Chargers. They have the best uniforms in sports according to Boom That is so false (laughs) All right. alright. Okay next name This is actually a pretty big game for the Oakland Raiders Kansas City Chiefs hosting the Raiders Chiefs laying 11 points does Derek Carr and the boys cover that? Yes,
1: Chiefs have been so overhyped. A lot of points. Yeah, yes, I mean, yes. They, they, they'll they do enough to cover. You think that's a ton of points? The Chiefs are what? Are the Chiefs seven and four? Is that the record? Like that. Seven and four. Yeah, they're, they're not. They're not this ungodly team. Now, as we get closer to the postseason, they're starting to pick up some steam. But I think the Raiders can cover. A
2: lot of points. Give me the Raiders. Okay, Sunday night tonight. The varsity jacket game as they call it, the Houston Texans host the New England Patriots three and a half point
1: dogs. I like Houston. Oh. I like Houston because I don't think New England I don't think New England is like as good as they've been in the past. I Their think the defense is pretty good. Great. I don't think Tom Brady's that great anymore. I don't. I think he's a fantastic game manager, doesn't make mistakes. Here comes Bill the coldest take for coach. Ryan
2: Rabinowitz right here. Yeah, yeah. Don't <laughs> bet against the Patriots. Right I understand. No, he wanna-
1: I'm I'm gonna take Houston. I'm gonna oh. take Deshaun Watson, putting up points. He'll probably turn the ball over a couple times, but he takes shots, and they're gonna win this game.
0: You want a bit of a spicier take before I give you the coldest take yes. in the book? Yes. yes.
1: I think Bill O'Brien's
0: time in Houston is coming to His an end. His butt chin? He's had a great butt he's, chin. Yeah, <laughs> he's coming. He's Bill O'Brien's done nothing with that team. They've got They've got Watson. They've got Hopkins. I don't know what else you need. I know J.J. Watts hurt, whatever. He's done nothing with that team. But again, I never bet against the Patriots. Give me the Patriots.
2: Okay. And Monday night this week, another good game. Primetime games are good this week. Seattle Seahawks hosts the Minnesota Vikings. The two wildcard teams currently in the NFC. Seahawks lane three points. It's in Seattle? Yes, it is.
1: Seahawks. Seahawks big. Uh, I just like Russell Wilson over Kirk Cousins. If it weren't for Lamar Jackson, I think Russell Wilson would be the runaway MVP this year. So I'm going to say Seahawks. Apparently, Kirk
0: Cousins can't play in big games. So give me the Seahawks. That's my rationale. We'll see. Not not a bad rationale. That's going to be a great game to watch, too, because that that game could go either way. There could be 20 points total scored in that game. There could be 100 points total scored in that game.
1: There could be, and there could be. You're right.
0: Good fade from Collins there, too.
1: We don't need to talk about it. That was
2: just fantastic. I want to talk (laughs) about it. It was
0: great. I guess that's it for us, and we're right on schedule with a minute left here. Unbelievable. After all that, look at us. Who would have thought? Not me. People say you should thank
2: your producer, but I I don't know.
0: I'm getting to it, but that's it for us today. Trent, thank you for stepping in. Absolutely. Thanks for having me. Julian, you are missed. We will see you next week, barring anything ridiculous like he gets a job somewhere or transfer schools or anything like that. Uh, Nathan Stearns, thank you for being here. Ryan Collins, the best in the business. Thank you very much. That's all for us here on the show. I am Ryan Rabinowitz. You have been listening to The Green and White Report brought to you by Impact 89 FM, WDBM. Join us next Sunday and every Sunday at 11 a.m. We'll see you next week, folks.
3: You have been listening to the Green and White Report on WDBM. For all your sports news and notes, go to impact89fm.org slash sports.